Howard Stern. Girl or your guy is giving you a blowjob. Today, you're talking about licking a girl's ass. Here's how you do it. The Howard Stern Show's oldest member do. reaches new heights. If you ever come across a girl who's a squirter, first of all, put a towel down on the bed. As we celebrate Ronnie the limo driver turning... 70! Three years old. Yeah! Happy birthday, you old creep. I got the one girl up on her knees and the other girl's eating her ass all out. <laughs> Only on the Howard Stern Show. It'll be the best blowjob you ever got. Yeah. Dick Dick Dog from Climbing X. 13 ghosts, the devil's head. Step right up and feel the fire. Hardcore love of the never dead. Call me the American Nightmare. song, Great American Nightmare, and the Monster Mash. A little musical pleasure for you. And just to be clear, thank you, Robin. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just to be clear, I still detest Halloween. Um, lest I was anyone gonna think. say we're listening to the whole thing. Have you gotten into the holiday spirit? Thank you, thank well, you, thank you, thank you. I only like this song because I am a monster. Hey oh, all people are monsters. Huh? It was a monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. You know, as long as we're talking to Monster Man, remember a couple of weeks ago I was uh, kind of spontaneously making up lyrics to the Monster Mash? Yes. Well, we put that together in a uh, phony phone call, and I thought maybe that would be a nice Halloween-themed phony phone call for you this morning. Look at you. Yeah. Next thing I know, you'll be drinking a pumpkin latte or something. Oh, yes. <laughs> um... Yeah, so here is uh, a little uh, phone call to a uh, current affairs show using the Monster Mash. Open mic, Tuesday night. Welcome, everybody. 
We have a caller who just queued in. Hello, caller. Hi, it's JD. How are you? Hi, JD. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm curious. Have you guys ever heard of the song The Monster Mash? I've heard of it. I've heard it. Well, my dad just acquired the publishing rights for that song. Oh. Yeah, so he's a musician himself, and he wants to re-release it this year on Halloween. Right. But his thought Mm -hmm. was he would retool it sort of around current events to educate children. That's not a bad idea. You could go with that. Could he play you some of what he's working on? He's right here with his keyboard. Of course. As long as you keep them clean. Okay, so this first one is about um, the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago. It was one late night in Mar-a-Lago. FBI agents said these documents gotta go. Documents gotta go. They put the documents on the floor sloppily. They put the documents down. They had the documents. Horrible. Oof. You didn't like that one? No, people hear about Trump every day. Seriously? Well, listen, you you keep on practicing. What are you, fucking rocket scientist? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. What am I, a fucking moron? Uh, now you're getting off color. Come on. This bullshit. Keep it clean. Dad, calm down. Do the, um, he does a monster mash about 9-11. Uh-oh. Now, you might offend some people with that. Dad, just, just play him a bit. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Hold, hold on. Take it away, Dad. I was walking through New York on the 11th of September when I oh, saw a frightening sight I would always remember. There were shrieks and screams and a Man. rotting smell when yeah. Manhattan became my oh, living guy. hell. It was an attack. Come on, get a, a monsterous terror oh, attack. Get, a monster attack. get him off. Two towers fell in a snap. The planes were all hijacked. <laughs> Did you get him off? Yeah, he's off. Yeah. You see what happened? Yes, and I'm not going to stand for that. Yeah, gonna, yeah, you're going to lose a lot of fans on that one. Okay, we have another caller. You ready? All right. Who is this? You just hung up on my dad. Oh, get out of here. Come on, you're the And guy. I'll tell you what, now you're in real trouble because he wrote a monster mash about you. What are you, a nut? There's a really douchey host who has no taste. What? He hosts an awful show that's super lame. Get out of here. My you. songs are really good, and don't you know that really? it's your stupid show that really blows? You're an ass. Suzanne. You're a stupid ass, a fucking ass. Oh, there you now, go. Come on, listen get out to of my here. gas. Get him off. Smell my farts, you loser. No. Not, not. I already took him off. As soon as you hear that, you get them off. You understand? I did. I was ready. You to... don't wait. Yeah. You gotta keep it clean when you call up. Yeah, it's a family. Yeah. Stupid ass song. Yeah. We don't. We don't want that. No. It's disgusting. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I remember him because mm. she never cut you off fast enough. Right. <laughs> And I like him. He's mansplaining how to do right. things. Like, you yeah. have to cut them off. Like, well, you cut them off. Where are you, you in You have this? to do it as soon as you hear them. No. <laughs> yeah, we called him once before those two. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Mm. I want to hear it again. But that would be lame. <laughs> you know, we do something really good and... And then we just play it over and over again for the whole morning. I miss used to do that. Remember when we were... Well, that was it. Yeah, that was the show. And it didn't have to be that good. Let's be serious. When we first got to NBC, I miss had this thing where he'd record a bit and then he'd play it like once an hour, the same bit, over and yeah. over again.
They'd encourage, but in, in his defense, they did encourage that at NBC. They made me do it a few times. Well, go, yeah, well, there was some kind of a rotation, just like with the yeah. music. If you do a bit, you should recycle it. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of lame, isn't it? And, you know, where the same people that would listen to you at four o'clock are not listening to you at six o'clock. I go, yeah, I guess so. But you know, you're making up shit anyway. You don't know who's listening and what. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just have to wait for the replay to hear that again. You know? Because here, I just had a character, Moby Worm. And Moby oh, Worm, God. Moby Worm was a giant worm that would eat uh, elementary schools and high schools. And what it was is if you wrote into the I Am a Show, the worm. I don't know why I'm the only one who remembers how lame Imus was. Like, you know, people talk about how, what an innovator he was. And, and, and let's be honest. I, 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 again, maybe this is my ego again. But he did change his whole show after he heard our show and what we were doing. And he became more of a, like, a you know, a conversationalist. But when we got there, he'd play like 12 records an hour. And Moby, and you'd wait for Moby Worm. And what the idea was, your school would ride into the Imus show. And if he picked your name, Moby Worm would eat your high school. Right? Am I am I yeah. making that up? Yes, yeah. that's okay. right, exactly. And it was ridiculous. <laughs> no, at least we thought <laughs> there was, so. There was, but all the world he played, you know, some sound effects. But no, I was living. Got eaten. There was nothing going on there. Moby Worm it, didn't have a personality. He just ate the school. It was like a Trump world in a way, where like, you know, the program director would say, "You got to be more like Amish." And do like a Moby Worm and, and have local high schools. And I'd say, well, wait a second. I'm, you know, they're starting to fuck my whole head up here. Like, I know that's lame, but they're acting like it's very, very rational to, to do radio like that, to have a Moby Worm. And so, like with Trump, like after a while, you start to, yeah, that election was fixed. The Democrats <laughs> are fixing the election. Well, there's no evidence. Yeah, well, you can believe what you want. Just no, no, keep no, no. saying it. Just keep saying it. Yeah, just <laughs> say it, even though they, they don't have any proof of it. Doesn't matter. I can believe what I want to believe. I have alternate facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, you can believe what you want to believe. No, 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 no. It, there isn't you can believe what you want to believe. There's one set of facts. <laughs> we looked at the election and it was conducted fairly. Yeah, but... We have we have information that it was not conducted fairly. I oh. heard. Yeah. Well, where is the information? We're gathering it. Okay. It's how many years later now? You're mm. still not finished with the gathering yeah. of the information. And then I I was talking to someone who's a real Trumpy, and uh, she said to me, "I go well. How do you feel about all this? You know, going to the Capitol and fighting the result of a fair election? That's the basis of our country. Don't you have?" feel bad about that well i think there was some irregularities you have to admit i go i don't have to admit that there were no irregularities they didn't find any they they, they brought all the evidence to the court yeah but we feel the election was rigged you can believe what you want to believe no 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 i can't believe what i want to believe i can only believe the facts what the fuck is wrong with you so when i was sitting in the program director's office and he'd be like you gotta do like a moby worm i go well maybe i should just do moby worm since you guys love it so much, why don't I just create Moby Worm Jr.? And we'll he'll play eat- it in the afternoon as well. Just get the Imus tapes. 
right. play them again. <laughs> yeah, why should I bother making anything new up? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> vey, what a night. I was in that alternate reality where bad is good. It was like, no, that's not my idea of radio moving forward, doing Moby Worm. It's not my thing. That's like what I'm not into. Well, what are you into? <laughs> Talking? <laughs> With penis? Yeah, kind of. Nobody else is doing that. Why not? Why not talk about penis? We all got one. At least 50% of us do. And when I'm not talking about penis, I'll talk about vagina. And Why some not? of us are using it inappropriately. We really ought right. to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So Monday we got Bruce Springsteen. And, are you, uh, how are you doing? I've been thinking about you. Are you already agonizing over, over it? I'm agonizing over it. I am. It's not going to be a good weekend for me. I because don't think so. First of all. Uh, Bruce was saying he thinks it would be nice if we we're sitting together uh, in the studio. Ah. And uh, we I've spoken to Bruce and I agreed to do that. So, you know me, I haven't been out of the house in two years. And so uh, Bruce and I will be together in the same room. And, you know, we're going to do all the testing and everything because I'm a nervous wreck about that. Although if I was going to get COVID, I wouldn't mind getting it from Bruce. That would be pretty cool. Um. You know, Robin, I mean, that'd be a good yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though my organs would be three years older, I think it's worth it to uh, be with Bruce. <laughs> uh, can you believe what they're saying about COVID? That your organs age by three years once you get it? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, sh listen, if now, I was 15. Where's this information coming from? Uh, you can have your own facts, Robin. I'll have mine. <laughs> now, I read it from um, an article. I mean, again, you read a lot of stuff, but this seemed to be from a legitimate. I don't have it printed out in front of me. I, I, it would seem like a legitimate, like a it either like a, legitimate. <laughs> well, it was like a Washington Post or a New York Times, something that had oh, some legitimacy. Uh, I think, you know, <laughs> I, I, with the Internet, you don't remember where you read something. Used to be you hold a newspaper in your hand, you knew what the fuck you were reading, but I think this was a legitimate scientific scientifically based article where it said they're finding all these strange things with COVID. That people who contracted it, that their their organs are older. I don't know how they determine this. And they, they I was like, Well, wait a second, if I was fifteen and my organs were eighteen, you know what? Good. Let my organs yeah, not a bad that's deal. okay. Who cares? <laughs> I'm not ruining my life. But, you know, my age, it's fucking scary. Um, you know, yeah, you don't organs. know what any year means, right? Oh, like, hell no, I don't. I keep wondering, okay, that's 80, that's what, what you know, you're looking for what is what, right? I had you can't a fucking, afford to lose a year. It was, uh, I mean, if Ronnie gets COVID, his organs will be 175 years old. I'm worried about him. <laughs> Never mind us. Well, he's had it. Um, Remember he got COVID? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he had it. <laughs> Nothing slows him down. I think it's Ronnie's birthday coming up. It's going to be like 70, 75, I want to say, maybe. No. Yeah. 75? 70 something. 73. 73. Oh, is it 73? Seven, what is it, Ronnie? 
Three. Ah. Ronnie's birthday's Friday. Okay, I have to remember that. Going to be 73 years old. Jesus. How do you like that? Never thought it would happen. Yeah. I don't, so anyway, I don't like it. <laughs> I, anyway, I'm like a nervous wreck having to come in and do the show. People here are making money. Sam, who works for us, she um, had a $100 bet going with Will that I would somehow, before the end of the year, make it back into the studio at least once. Oh, and, really? Um, yeah, there was when a lot of money on start? it. Yeah, how much you? How much did you bet all around, or is it just a bet with Will? So I was in the back office, and I said, I bet you all, this was in the summer, that Howard is going to come in one time before the end of 2022. And they all said, oh, you're oh, you out of your fucking mind. You're so oh, you're crazy. You're so fucking crazy. And <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, I have a feeling. I just know it. I He's just so smug about it, it, Howard. That's what's so irritating about this, because I think Bruce is literally the only way you would come no. in on the show. But no. well, he or requested it. And there yeah. was a lot of, believe me, I was like, oh, can't tell Bruce it'll be great. Just, you know, it'll be fine. And, and he was like, ah, I think it'll be a little more intimate if we were together. I said, okay, okay. What am I going to do? I mean, I'm I not- think Will is being a sore loser. I mean, I am a sore loser. I didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. By the way, if Sam had bet me a hundred bucks, she would have won. She could have bet you and you would have lost yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. They were all looking at me like I, like I was speaking in tongues or saying the craziest <laughs> thing. I just knew, Howard, there was going to be something. There would be an interview or you would want to do it for Christmas. There, there was something in the I just fucking knew it. And they, and I could have made a thousand dollars. But, you right. know, it's, I'm not going to I'm not. You, you, you knew decided it. to go crazy. easy on them. Right? No, she she didn't even really believe herself. She uh, hedged right. her bet. I've done that where you go a hundred bucks. OK, I can deal with it. If you really believed it, you would have gone for a thousand. You would have been yeah. rolling in dough. I should have trusted my gut. But instead, I let these mm. motherfuckers get me down. <laughs> like, oh, maybe I am crazy and not believe in myself. And, you know, I, I am the sort I am the loser now. So, you know. As of October 25th, there were nearly 38,000 new cases of COVID in the United States. And I don't want to be one of them. Have you had it yet, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, your I, organs are older now. I, I'm like living in dog years now, right? Yeah, you sure <laughs> are. When I had it, it was, what was it, a year ago or something like that? Yeah, my husband had to go to the hospital and get an infusion. He had it really bad. Wow. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, I don't want it. You're not going to uh, be fine. You're going to be so well protected and you're going to be so happy you came in. It's going to be so nice. <laughs> you just so want your hundred dollars. So who's doing the oh. testing? I mean, are you uh, uh, my, my personal tester? OK. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you're going to cry in the during the interview? It's going to be so emotional. Am I, I going to cry? Going to bed? Yeah, <laughs> just being overwhelmed yeah. with being Double or back. nothing on that. <laughs> you want to know something? I've never really cried on the air. I've come close a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Almost cried yesterday when they were playing that song parody of my dad. That that choked mm-hmm. me up a little bit when I was hearing his voice. And uh, I don't know. All of a sudden it, it over. But, you know, I've got a weird mechanism in me like that just doesn't allow me to cry all that often. I do cry, but not. I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever cry on the air. But there is an emotional component in this for me with uh, Bruce. 
I think um, it took a lot of um, it just took a lot of change in me to to have Bruce be comfortable enough to come into the studio. And uh, so it feels like a personal um, triumph for me to like have a milestone, Bruce. like you've made yeah some progress in in your life yeah so um so i'm kind of like really stoked that bruce is coming on the show and you know i don't know what people expect it's a conversation you know you know everyone's like wow bruce is coming in with you howard and blah 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 blah. it's just going to be a conversation but uh you know you know, I feel like it's the pressure is like, oh, it should be the second coming of Christ. Like Bruce walks in and suddenly something magical happens. It's a, I just like the idea that he'll be in on the show and he's going to bring his guitar and uh, I'll have a piano there. If the, the moment moves him and uh, and I just want him to have a good time and be comfortable. That's my goal in all of this. And so we'll see where it goes. But uh, I don't think I'll cry. But you I think never you'll know. cry when he gives. I think you'll cry when he gives you COVID. Oh, stop! Oh, jeez! <laughs> you really, you really don't want me coming in, huh, Will? Do you need that money that badly? Am I taking Christmas presents from your fucking kids, Will? Come oh on. my goodness! <laughs> ah. Break. Wow, but, Howard. I was thinking more when you come in, how much your life has changed since you've last been there. Like Ronnie's not going to be there walking you in, and your yeah. father has passed, and you know you've got right. cats that have. It's just. I think Let me ask you something. Emotional. Did you make a bet that I'm going to cry? Is that what's going on here? No. Should I? Shit. I don't know. I mean, well, that's what you're I talking. said. I mean, yeah, you're making another <laughs> no. pronouncement. How, how sure are you that Howard's going to cry? I, well, Sam, if you're he... saying, if you're bringing up the fact that would I cry because I just haven't seen my studio in so long, I don't think I would cry about that. I might cry that Bruce Springsteen's there, but I might not. I don't think I'd cry being in the studio. I think it's, I think the, the culmination of walking in and, oh my God, it's been years and my father's gone and, and, you know, Ronnie's not here. Things have changed. And I'm, and I've, I'm seeing Bruce Springsteen, which I've dreamed about in person having a, I don't know. All I think that maybe. Lied. Possibly. <laughs> I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to bet on it. Even though Will looks like you're like salivating or fucking weirdo. I'm not. I'm Will, not, you don't want me, do you I, don't want me in the studio with Bruce. What's going on here? I mean, I made the bet, so selfishly, no. But I think it is good for you to go in the studio. I'm happy you're doing it. I mean, we'll Sam's making for me... a new variant before Monday. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> there are a lot of... There, by the, there are plenty of new variants. They're running out of numbers for the variants. <laughs> Chris Wilding wants to bet that I have COVID by Christmas. Oh. Um, what? That's Stop. what he's betting, yeah. But <laughs> he's just being a Jeez, dick. Jeez, well, you yeah. people are morbid. Is that you're, your bet? Yeah, well, within the next six months, you're going to get it. Because here's what's happening, okay? Go ahead. Gonna, Beth has to live her life. She's meeting people with cats and stuff. She's going out probably to restaurants. She's going to bring it home to you. No. That's where I think. No, she's not. More she's than as nervous as I am. Happen. I don't buy no. that. No, now you're going I'm, I'm, into I'm, What do you mean you don't buy that? I'm telling you I facts. I just don't buy it. Beth hasn't been thought, anywhere. There was, there, was, there was going I'm going to tell you a story. Chris, I'll tell you a plan. story. No, I'll tell you a story about Beth. You're going to get COVID. There's a, oh uh, maybe I will, but there's a all general right. perception. Um, let me tell you something. If I get sick, you'll all be crying because I'll make your lives hell when I'm sick. I don't you want no you to idea. get sick. I don't think you well, should go into the studio at all. Oh, let me tell you about Beth. Let me tell you about cut his internet. Wait. And you want a hundred dollars to get your boss sick? That's sick. 
Oh, Chris, that's sick. I'm not Chris, gonna you're being silly. You. You're being I, silly. Let's not take this more. Si- but I, I didn't. First of all, if you think I'm so powerful that I have any, I, I don't. I'm just saying Howard needs to stay healthy. And hey, Chris, you're making first of all, little mistakes. Let me answer. Let me answer about my wife. I'll give you a story. Okay. Number one, here you go. So my wife got asked. I won't name the name of the show. It's a very popular morning show on TV. My wife is passionate about animal charities, and she was invited to come on the show. Okay? Uh, so she called them and said, I'm willing to do it. Is everyone tested? For example, my wife did the Rachel Ray show mm-hmm. uh, during covid Mm-hmm. She, Rachel Ray runs that thing like a military operation. You you are locked in a room. Listen to me, Chris. I'm not making this shit up. I don't lie. She was locked in a room. Rachel is tested. The whole staff is tested. Uh, everyone was wearing masks. The crew and staff wear masks. I mean, my wife felt totally safe. And she was tested. And then uh, it was an absolutely pleasurable experience. And she did not get uh, COVID. By the way, she'll be on there on oh, Friday. That's that's when that when it airs. So beautiful. She got asked to be on another morning show, which will remain nameless. Although I should talk about who they are because I can't even believe it. So Beth said, "What's your uh, protocols for testing?" And the the Booker goes, uh, "Well, um, you know, every, the hosts are tested regularly." And Beth goes, well, "What does that mean regularly? Right, once a week." Yeah, it's bullshit. So Beth, it's bullshit. So Beth goes, well, what if I'm coming in? You can test me, but I want the host tested. And does the staff wear masks? And blah, what is the no, no, no? You'll you know you'll be fine. The hosts are tested regularly. She goes, what? Don't keep repeating that. What day of the week are they tested? I'll do the show that day when you're all tested. They go, look, we're not, that's it. We're not changing our policy. She said, fine. It's, it's no sweat off my back. I'm, I'm not going to come in and do the show. Uh, then she gets a call. The hosts have agreed to be tested that day. She was like in shock because she goes, who am I? I mean, I don't know what, but okay. And then she gets a call 10 minutes later. The hosts have, we discussed it again yeah. with the host and they don't want to be tested. They refuse uh. to be, te- blah, 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 blah. And my wife didn't go to the studio. So. What I'm telling you is the reason I'm sharing this story with you is my wife's just as desperate to stay away from COVID as I am. She doesn't want it. You know, we're in the middle of taking care of my mother. Don't ask. I mean, you should see well, my another, night last night. That's another point where you could get COVID. Like you, you going over there, you dude, going to parties. Dude, I wear a fucking N95 mask when I go Me to see too. my mother. So how am I going to get COVID? I'm wearing a mask. Everyone around my mother, I, I, I demand they wear a mask. Good. Well, you had a birthday party for my mother. Everyone had to wear a mask. They were eating That's cake it. through masks. Yeah, how did they no, eat? No, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you how they ate. I ate. You want to know how fucking crazy I am? Uh, I ate my lunch on the way over to my mother's place in a Tupperware. <laughs> I packed my own lunch. My daughter brought over bagels and lox and cake. I did not eat that stuff. They went in the other room in the kitchen away from my mother. They ate. And then when they came back into my mother, they had to put their masks on. And I left my mask on the entire time. I ate nothing. It doesn't matter. I'm not taking that mask off for anything. Boy, I'm sorry I missed that party. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Sounds well, like my kind of party. Well, yes, with Sam. all due respect, Chris, you went to Panama during the pandemic. I mean, you've talked with about all due strangers. respect, Sam. With yeah. all due respect, I wore an N95 on that. Pl- I wore two masks. One was an N95 with another two. one over it. Yeah, <laughs> flew. In fact, sometimes I go on planes and they go, "Well, you don't really like the two that you're wearing," and they give me a third, and I go, "No problem." So I wear three masks. Panama, everything I did was all outside, and I tested that guy daily. Now, you walk around the office declaring that you're no longer afraid of COVID, you're not wearing a mask, you've gone to the other side, and you have children. So with all due respect, you're foolish. You're foolish, oh, especially if you're. Why are you being so hard? Why are you so angry? You're nasty. Uh, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Nasty to me. I, I, no, no. I'm, I'm not, not being nasty. Do this with you. Okay. You're coming yeah, after yeah. me about Panama. I, well, because now, I let, won't be able to talk. That's Panama the first reason. Panama was something this. I did very carefully. It was like a military operation. So let's forget Panama. Let's talk about. Listen today. to this, Chris Wolfie thinks I'm definitely getting COVID because he's seen how close Bruce and little Steven sing together in concert. Uh, Wolfie, oh, you moron. Uh, Bruce is going to test, too. I'm going to test, and Bruce is going to test. We, we we have the result in a half hour. It's a... Oh, it's sure. a, a what, you, what the fuck is wrong with everybody? Hold what are you hold talking on, about? Howard, Howard, may I? Now you're making me cuckoo. Now you're making me cuckoo. Howard, may I jump in a second? Little Steven yes. and Bruce haven't sung together in months. You know what I mean? Bruce is working on a record. Wolfie, don't, don't fuck this that. up. Uh, I know, but yeah, you're just making Wolfie. shit. People are just making shit up now. Howard's comfortable with the scene on the mic. I have to but say, they're not doing I'm... that now. What, Sam? Uh, what are you saying? Chris. I, I really, I'm not going to get nasty with you because there's no reason to. <laughs> right. and, and I think, I don't know no, if you go after me either. So the fact that you're Sam. trying to paint this picture of me being irresponsible. Howard, I'll give you the full picture. Okay. Go ahead. I was one of the last people in the office still wearing a mask. There are a few people that still wear a mask. Me. I was one of, yes, Chris, you wear a mask. And a couple of other people who are not on air people, and I'm not going to mention, will wear right. them. The vast majority do not now and i will tell you howard this is as of recent that i stopped wearing it there are people very close to me in my life that are physicians that said listen i think it's time that we loosen up we're vaccinated we're going to be okay this is affecting our mental health so i is made chris's is, is chris's problem with you that you once made him cry is uh no, i never made chris cry made i think cry. He, no i don't uh, have a problem with sam i don't hold like on a the, second that, i don't like the get... panama uh because people have tried to use it against me i apologize it's crazy it's just I know you're all, very right. all right but let's not it, it doesn't have to be a bitter angry thing listen it's let's get back to me angry. i'm yes. the most important person on the planet always. as you know yes always and i want you healthy i don't care thank you for that don't want chris healthy Chris, you're taking me off the rails. I'm coming in. I've taken Good. every precaution to make sure that it's going to be safe. Good. And I'm going to be sitting there with Bruce. Now, that's it. it. You will be safe, so do- Howard. I promise you're going to be okay. Thank you. you. Need to look in the mirror she that promises. How the hell does she know? <laughs> she promises. Well, she knew he was going to in, shut up so even though she knows I this too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to look in the mirror that morning and say, I'm not Howard, looking in any mirror. Howard, yeah, it's a bad move. picture of you as a child and hold it and say, look, look at this moment you waited for. You're worthy. I love you, Howard. You're going to be okay. This is going to be fun. You're not going to. Can I say sick. something? Be- uh, uh, look, I don't sit there and do uh, affirmations and things. But uh, at the same point, I, I know the team is taking every precaution and I'm coming in and I'm going to try. Listen, 
Is it going to be in the back of my mind that I'm in the studio and, you know, I'm a paranoid about germs and stuff? Of course it's going to be. Um, but I'm, I'm going to try and forget that and, 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 and roll with the punches. That's it. And, and Chris, listen, if you keep saying I'm going to get COVID, I'm just going to be a wreck anyway. So I'm coming in and I'm hoping for the best. I think I'm taking every precaution possible. I think you'll That's be it. fine in the studio. I think it's I do afterwards. Too. No, I'll be I'll be in a mask and gloves. You're going to see me. I'm going to look like a space uh, like I'm going to the NASA. They're shooting me up to the moon. Are you crazy? Believe me, I get. Well, uh, listen, I go to my mother's. Where, you know, she lives in a, in a place where it is, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, people gotta, have COVID. You've got to get past people, yeah. right? To get to your yeah. mom. I wear masks. I got, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The gel, the hand gel. I'm constantly yeah. wiping down, washing my hands. I'm, uh, I'm, listen, Dude, I'm on top of this. I bought, a, I bought a spray from Israel. I stick up my nose. So believe me, I get it. All right. Well, there you go. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> You're going to be on such a high when you walk out of there and yeah. so happy that you went, Howard. Sure. I'm so Do you excited know for him? you. <laughs> Do you know him? Yeah, I he does not. Do you think he should go in or not? What do you think? I think he should do what he thinks he needs to do when he's, he's I need, going in. So I'm all I need for to, it. I need to be with right. Bruce. So that's going to be it. And I'm doing it. And I'm going to take every precaution. Not only, excuse me, I just threw up. I not, hope you don't not only up on Bruce like that. No, not only for me, but for Bruce too. Bruce, an important guy. I want to make sure he doesn't get COVID. So that's you're that. an important guy. Well, they're both important guys, Chris. Yeah, I Nobody's just said arguing that everybody's not important. I'm just saying these bets are a little disrespectful. That's all. Oh, I'm you think my bet is You're being disrespectful? <laughs> You're being silly. It's regarding. The I'll donate my sell. money to charity. I'll donate you better it to donate Howard's it charity. to a ventilator if he needs one because oh my he God. gets it. All right, on the phone. Oh on the phone is uh, Howard Stern to talk to me. On the phone is yeah, yes, Which Howard. Howard Stern. What the Howard? fuck are you doing in your life? <laughs> the coronavirus laughs at you. What? What are you saying, Howard? Do you ever say to yourself, man, this is an unnecessary risk? Piece of shit. Uh, listen, Howard, I, I do believe this is, a is this is a necessary risk, Howard. I get really irritable that people are not social distancing. They are not wearing masks. You fucking dickwad. You know what, dude? Fuck you. I well, hate you. I, I hate you. God. Uh Go fuck, go fuck, fuck yourself. You. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. yourself, motherfucker. Go, go fuck yourself, motherfucker. What do you think of that? Well, the Bye. two of you can't get Bye. away from each other. Have you noticed that? Bye. All right. Oh, I this is the you. voice of, this is the voice of my head. Yes. I hate you. I'm going to go out and do idiotic things. All right. All right. You have a point. Thank you. Uh, Marianne from Brooklyn. Go ahead. Uh, you're on the air. First of all, Howard, you went out with Jimmy Kimmel, and thank God you're okay. Yep. And you're taking yes. all the precautions the way we're all getting back to normal, the way Agus said and Dr. Fauci. And the government just lifted that the police and fire can go back to work because we, we reached the herd, uh, you know, herd immunity. So Chris Wilding is the most negative. Who is he? The you COVID were having COVID parties pre-vaccine. You were having COVID parties pre-vaccine. Super spreader, Marianne. Talking to You're wretched. That way. You ate your God knows who you killed with that virus. 
bringing Howard How down. How dare you? All right, all right, Chris, and and uh, oh my goodness, I do all love right. Marianne, I, but you know she's the best, yeah. and she's gonna she be. Is. I mean, every, she'll be crying. I can get. I'll bet that she'll right. cry. Well, right. she's very right. stable. <laughs> oh my goodness all right well thank you all uh sam thank you for your optimism uh that is Anytime. what i need at this point because i am going in uh will you lost 100 bucks that's the point uh, yeah and thank uh, you. Thank listen you, chris mistress. thank you i'm gonna be very careful just like you were when you went to panama i will be just Wolfie, as careful he's not sharing a mic with no. bruce that's I right just, i just we don't know the, what bruce is doing don't the say next that. celebrity that comes <laughs> is gonna want the bruce treatment so Eggs. you're ready. well no this i'm only the, doing this, this for I'm bruce saying. no more i'm saying this to all celebrities with peace and love peace <laughs> and love i love doing interviews i love talking to people peace but this is a one-off a one-off peace and love that's it opening the floodgates be careful you don't think yeah. you don't think paul mccartney's gonna be like where's how no what? paul doesn't no, want paul to be paul, was, paul yep. was zooming all the time anyway Paul even said to me, pandemic or no pandemic, he prefers to be in a separate room from me. <laughs> <You're disgusting. laughs> he likes it. You're Maybe disgusting. You'll get, that, yeah, you'll get that picture behind Jennifer Witts, Howard. Who knows? Right. Will, what's going on with your health? Why don't you reveal what's doing with you? Oh, yeah, I got I got shingles. I don't, I don't know. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Not sexy. How'd you get, where do you have it? Right here. Let's see. Mm. On your back? Oh, oh yeah. I thought it was bad poison ivy, but it's you Dude, know, not. It's painful, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's it sucks, but and I hear it can last for months, so we'll see how it goes. But my wife had it. Oh <sighs> my god. She had it years ago, and let me tell you, so my father had it on his face. That's what I and, heard people can get it on their face. It's awful. It can go come out anywhere, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. They got something called the shingles vaccine now. And, uh, that's right. And I took it. And let me tell you something. It's 95 or even higher percent effective. You never get shingles again. Yeah. Um, you should look into that. Yeah. It would have been great you know, two weeks ago. Well, you're too young for it, Will. You have to. No, I think it, they, they say it. you can get it at any age. It sounds like Beth had it when she was pretty young. So it's like. No, know. no, he's saying. No, no. Right. The vaccine. The vaccine. The vaccine. The vaccine you got to be 50 or older. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember when uh, I just know a lot of people had that. It's painful. As they say, like, it's like needles sticking into you or something. It feels right? like your skin is burning and like. I thought it was a muscle strain. I don't know. It's been a rough. You sure it's week not monkey? You sure it's not monkey pox, right? Well, let's hope not. <laughs> you sound sick, Will. Are you okay? I don't know. You know, they got me on some kind of antibiotic, which is messing with my throat. So I don't know. Bill's You're been a through hell, You're so a mess. He's complaining about this. <laughs> yeah, talking about aged right. organs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That's uh, there, there's there's the gang. It turns out that Sam won a hundred bucks from Will. She uh, said I'd be in the studio before the end of the year, and uh, she was right. She she she's going to get a hundred dollars. She's probably going to buy a new house or something like if that. If Will survives all of his stuff, she'll get a hundred dollars. Right? Maybe I'll yeah. die before I can pay. Will, you got the shingles. You've had the COVID. You got the organs of a mummy. I'm I'm computing how old your organs are. Is he pretty much a zombie now? Yeah. And, uh, oh, Howard from the future is on the phone. Let me talk to him real quick. Hi, Howard from the future. How are you? <laughs> oh, dear. Am I on a ventilator, Howard? I can't oh, say boy. he can respond. He's on a ventilator. <laughs> 
Oh, 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 oh. All right. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well. All I know is uh, it was will. a great interview. <laughs> will, when I when I get in that studio, you stay the fuck away from me because all I know is Will sat next to JD at work at a meeting and JD got COVID two days later. So yeah, there wow. you go. I didn't give him COVID. I had COVID Who knows? Two years ago. You sound like you sounds like you got COVID. <laughs> the patient JD, zero. what happened? What happened, JD? Oh, listen, I, I go to work. I, uh, you know, and that's pretty much the only place I went and Will sat next to me at a meeting and I, you know, I don't know. Two days later, I got COVID. That's all I know. You I'm should not have been wearing a mask, JD. Not gonna, you're right. You're right. I should have. I should have. Playing it fast and loose. <laughs> yeah. So what? He had he had he had COVID. He was sick for a week, and then he's I, over it. It's you like, know, yeah, I'm down. Sure. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, How you had you had chicken pox years ago. Now you have shingles. You don't know what this virus is going to do to you. I, I, that's no way to go through life, dude. But well, you know, you do your reality. You're definitely man. healthier than JD, so I think you have Bye. a good chance yeah. of being okay. No offense, JD. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't take offense at anything <laughs> no how can um, i around here all right real good uh thank you uh gang and there you go robin the office uh a buzz well it's uh, interesting how everyone's getting along COVID hasn't impacted them at all <laughs> right uh mike you're on the air in all to be a buzz mike in tennessee <laughs> you're on the air yeah first of all I want to talk about my wife and our COVID experience, but real quick, if you're doing the same precautions uh, that Chris took in Panama, are we going to see Bruce Springsteen's Cosita? Uh, I don't think so, uh, but but we will be very careful. That's all I got to say. Uh, Sandra, go ahead. You're on the air. Yes, hi. It's Sandra calling from Canada. Well, I'm living in the U.S., but from Canada. Uh, I'd like to say a few things to Chris. First of all, Chris, you may be afraid of COVID because in Canada, you have to wait two years to see a doctor. Someone just died waiting in the waiting room 16 hours to see a doctor. And that's what, that's the problem. So you're afraid of COVID. There's nothing to be afraid of. You're hey, Sandra, why do you, why do you say you're from Canada if you're living in the United States? Because I was lucky enough to marry an American. Okay. But so why don't you say you're, where are you, where in America do you live? New York. So why don't you say you're? So why don't you say you're Sandra from New York? No, because I want to put Chris in his place because he's not telling you the truth. That's why people don't understand social medicine. You're waiting two oh. years to see a doctor. I need to see a doctor here, Howard. I have an appointment in two hours. It's amazing. My mother wow. has dementia. She cannot see a doctor for two years. She's on a two-year waiting list to see a general practitioner. Social medicine, really? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the 50% taxes that they take off by income. Every week when I get paid, 50% goes to the government for social benefits. And then I have to have also, because if you don't have separate private insurance, when you end up in the hospital, you're in a ward with 15 people, and that's men and women mixed together. Let's talk about socialism. Let's go. Well, let me uh, let me cross off Canada as a place to move if I ever don't yeah, like it Yeah, you were here. thinking of, of going yeah. there if things go bad, right? Yeah, fuck that. Absolutely. <laughs> people don't know the truth, Robin, and that's the thing. They don't know because they don't live it. They don't right. live it. I live it. I know it. Oh, hey, honey, you don't have to convince me. I am Mr. Capitalism. I love this country. I love the freedoms of this country. I love capitalism. I like people going to work and getting paid and motivated. 
I like the whole thing. I am not a communist. I like a two-hour doctor uh, appointment. Yeah. By the way, uh, off the air, give me the name of your doctor. I I can't get in for anybody for two two hours. That's unbelievable. But uh, nevertheless, that sounds awesome. I'm going to tell you. I had I had a, a, an issue with my eye because I was I was traveling I travel back and forth to Connecticut and New York that's what I do for a living uh, it, it's I do a lot of traveling so um, um, I had something that was wrong with my eye so I said you know what I'm going to go back to Canada I have a Medicare card I'm not going to pay for anything right absolutely right. not I was on a two year waiting list I called the doctor here in New York I have no insurance obviously because I'm still working on the Canadian side so I don't have any insurance. So I said, you know what? I'm going to call it. My husband said, call a doctor here and make an appointment. I had an appointment in two hours to see a doctor. $150 in and out. Ended up at the, at the pharmacy. No insurance. So I, uh, the medicine happened to be $180. She kicked something into the computer with a good RX or whatever it is. $15.95. Wow. Wow. All right, honey. Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. All right. Thanks, Sandra. Boy, she's fucking hopped up, man. I mm-hmm. lit, well, this is it's a passionate woman. She must be good in bed. Um, <laughs> that's the way I evaluate that conversation. Well, you don't know if the passion transfers. Maybe it's just about medical systems. <laughs> well, you know, listen, Medicaid is great, too. See, America's got a, a, a great system because if you have money, you can see a doctor in two hours. But if you go to, you know. If you don't, you die in the street. That's also capitalism. So, you know, we've, we do have socialism in this country to help people who have fallen down and aren't doing so well. And even like with my parents, I'll tell you, thank God that they've got, uh, you know, that there's socialism, that there's certain medical benefits they get, uh, that the government gives out because it is crazy the costs. Take care of my mother. Last night, again, I'm on the phone. I don't know why everything goes down tonight. You know I go to bed early, right? I'm, I mean, 7 o'clock at night, my mother's got, this was a new thing. She's got chest pain. All right, chest pain. What do I do at 7 o'clock at night? I don't know what the, this is my, and I'm getting ready for work, and I'm getting ready for bed. And I was on the phone for an hour and a half about the chest pain. And then I'm, um, I called my mother. I got in touch with her doctor, of course, the fantastic Dr. Schlafitz, who I can't live without. And this is his area, the heart. And he says, listen, I can't tell you what to do over the phone. She got to come in, EKG, blah, 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 blah. She got to get to the emergency room. You know, he tells me what's, what's what. Right. Well, forget it. I get on the phone with my mother. Mom, how's on the phone? It's your son. <laughs> How? Your son, Howard. Howard, what is it? It's, you can hear me? What? Can you hear me? What? Can you hear <laughs> me on the phone? I can't hear you. Oh, dear. Uh, she went to the audiologist yesterday. She's getting a new hearing aid, but I'm hoping that's going to solve the yeah, problem. Yeah, it's not there yet. What, what about the speaker? She never knows about the speaker. Well, yeah, they got up? the speaker. So each time I got to go, I say to the aide, can you crank the volume on the speaker <laughs> for her? What? You talk louder. No, you've got volume. I can't talk louder. The phone isn't going to get louder. Talk. 
Raise the volume on the speaker I bought you. What? Raise the volume. Aid, can, can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Raise the volume. Hello? Oh, dear. <laughs> what? Not one piece of business has been done yet. <laughs> I, go, I go, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Of course I hear you. What do you mean, oh. of course you hear me? <laughs> Two seconds ago, you couldn't hear me. Each time I call, you got to raise the volume. What? Each time I call, you got to raise the volume up on the thing. You should know there's got to be a number that you raise the volume up to. Uh, okay, I hear you. Why are you yelling? <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. Mom, mom. <laughs> What's going on with you? What do you mean? I, I, they told me you're having chest pain. I'm having terrible chest pain. All day. Why? If you're having it all day, why am I finding out about it now? About what? Oh, my God. What, what, I'm, why am I hearing about your chest pain now? You're hearing about it? I'm telling you. No. I'm saying earlier in the day, I can do things. What now am I going to do? <laughs> well, listen, I'm telling you, I have terrible chest pain deep in my chest. What side of the chest? I don't, I don't know in my chest. Mom, I'm going to call Dr. Schlafmitz. And then I'm going to call you back. I'm going to get some questions to ask you. Dr. Schlafmitz, you talk to him? No. I'm going to call him. I'll text with him. Here, let me text Dr. Schlafmitz. What? I'm but Oh, mom. Oh, boy. Give me one second. I'm going to write Dr. Schlafmitz and ask you questions. Dr. Schlafmitz is back? You know, he's away, but I'm going to text. I'm going to write him on the computer. Okay. Go ahead. He's going to talk to Dr. Schlafmitz. Hold on, Mom. I'm, all right. Dr. Schlafmitz, can you, uh, can you, you're talking to him now? <laughs> no, I'm writing him and I'm talking out loud so that you can hear what the questions are. Oh. All right, Dr. Schlafmitz. What did he say? <laughs> he didn't say anything. Doctor, I'm, let, just give me a minute to think. Give me a minute to think. I'm trying to help you here. Dr. Schlafmitz, uh, typing in. What you, Mom, Dr. Schlafmitz wants to know. What side of the, is the pain constant? Is the pain in my chest constant? Yes. That's good because uh, if it was intermittent, it might be a heart attack. I'm having a heart attack? <laughs> no. <laughs> so then I ask her a bunch of questions. This is how, this is, this is before I go to bed. Yeah, how Dr. do you get to sleep after all this activity? Oh, oh, forget it. Then Dr. Schlappen says to me, listen, the best thing for her to do is to get to the ER. 
She's got to get an EKG. Mom, Dr. Schlafman says you got to go to the ER. I'm not going. I took morphine. That'll get rid of the pain. I go, Mom, but you got to find out you could be having a heart attack. Who cares? I don't want to go to the ER. I'm not going there. But, Mom, it could save your life. I'm telling you what to do. Go to the ER. Get the EKG. You'll have to spend the night there. It'll get you out tomorrow. I'm not going there with this sticking needles in me. I'm not going. Forget about it. Oh, my God, Mom. Do me a favor. I cut a morphine. All right. Look, I'll tell you what. Why don't you wait an hour? Uh, take the morphine. If it, it, maybe, maybe the pain will lessen, and uh, it could be just a muscle thing. All right. You, I, so you're telling me not to go? <laughs> I go no. I told I told you to go. What part of that didn't you hear? Oh, okay. All right, I gotta go. Goodbye. That's it. That's my night. And you never uh, hear anything else? You don't know how no, her night no, went? No, I, wow. and I even said to her, uh, here's the doctor's number, here's the nurse's number. Uh, God bless you all. You, I'm going you to sleep. You just said, I'm, I'm out of this now. Yeah, you guys take yeah. care of it? Right. Okay. Maron. Maron, as I say. Holy mackerel. But uh, this morning I checked in. Everybody's okay. I don't know what's going on. And you know what? My mother, she's a grown woman. I can only do so much. Well, I don't think she's necessarily a grown woman anymore. <laughs> don't say that. Because the only thing I got in my arsenal is I, I, sometimes I just go to bed. Look, she's a grown woman. I can't force her to... Uh, I could have been watching people on Bachelor in Paradise. Instead, I'm dealing with this. Oh, my God. And then people in my family go, well, why are you on the phone all the time? And I'm with your mother. I go, I go well, who do you think is going to take care of this if it's not me? There's nobody else. <laughs> Everyone calls me. They go, I don't know if you heard, but uh, um, uh, your mother has chest pain. I go, oh, OK, don't worry. I'm right on it. I got nothing else to do. They all call you anyway. They, they call me. They tell, <laughs> I just want you to know your mother has chest pain. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'll go fix her up. Because I'm Dr. Frankenstein and I'm going to just, uh, I'll just go, I'll go find I'll another heart at the a graveyard. New heart on the way over. Yeah. Right? Um, what do you want, Nadim, in Massachusetts? Hey. How are you? Okay. Hey, Howard. So hey. I wanted to comment to you guys talking about you coming in uh, where, Will's being selfish, but he's being selfish in a good way because he's thinking about his job. And if Howard Stern comes in and gets sick and dies, the show ends, right? So right. Let, let, let's be honest here. And you, you Look, Nadine, Nadine, you're making me nervous. Nadine, I love you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of the show. Yeah, but, We don't need everybody weighing um, in on this. Yeah, this, maybe. A decision has been made. I'm going to wear a mask until I'm in the studio with Bruce. And Bruce is going to be tested. I'm going to be tested. And we're all going to be safe. And that's it. Now, let's stop it. Stop it. You're making me... Uh, Enough discussion. I'm sure you had several discussions uh, beforehand. More than, Robin, 
More than several. And you never talk to me about it. I'm really hurt. No, I'm not talking to you. (laughs) Talk to you enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So uh, I saw that Drew Barrymore, listen to this, is going to have on Clark Thorell, the guy she met here on the uh, dating game. She's going to have him on her show, which I approve, because that's a good way to get over the weirdness and nervousness. So I'm hoping that Clark will go on there and Drew will say to him, listen, I'm nervous. This is a new thing for me, meeting a guy over the Howard Stern show, obviously. But how do we how do we proceed from here, Clark? What, right. what what would you suggest? And she'll probably have a dating expert. I think she said she has a dating expert. She got to stop with that, Robin. In my opinion, she got to stop. Yeah, in other really? words, now it's time. Don't be so nervous. Take a chance. <laughs> stop with stop all the it. questions like, uh, gee, stop this it. is so wonderful. We're all going to do this for each other. Forget all that. Now it's time for her to get down to business. And try to get to know Clark and for Clark to get to yeah. know her. Yeah. Open up her heart and do it. Forget with all the nervous questions. What's how, what, how are you? How am I? How it is? How to get together and have a little coffee, uh, you know, well, do whatever first, it is. Uh, you know, it's hard to, to actually, you know, tear down barriers when you're doing it on TV. Well, that's right. That's why I'm saying when they're on TV, they should just say, look, hey, this was fun. Let's now take it private. Let's get busy meeting each other. I suggest we start talking on the phone privately. And then uh, we go either on a private date, you know, where if she doesn't want to be out in public. Like with Clark not yet, in the public. Yes. She could have him over her play. He's a solid guy. He's not a weirdo. He, you know, or they could even meet at a friend's thing or something like that. Something or even can always be arranged. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Even uh, they could go to your house and you can supervise. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at that. Uh, what can I tell you? So um, anyway, look. Now it's time to shit or get off the pot, so to speak. All the excitement, forget it. You could it. talk the interest out of a thing, right? By right, yes. not moving yeah. things along. Right. It could be like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, What do you think? What do I think? What do we think? Let's. I got to talk to this one. I got to talk to that one. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's all nervous. Now it's time to get down to business. Start talking on the phone with each other. Text each other. And let's get it going. That's it. You should be her dating expert. Of course. <laughs> if she talked to me every day, she'd be, she'd be married right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I put in my 10,000 hours of watching The Bachelor. I'm an expert in love. When it comes to love, I know. Ryan, you're on the air in Canada. Hey now, Howard. I want to show you guys. Hey now. Wanted to pitch a show idea to you. Um, look, I, I love, I'm like most fans. I, I'm obsessed with your impression of your mom, but wondering if you'd ever be willing to actually record one of these calls talking about the heart and the doctor and just uh, replay listen, it on air. As much as I'd love to, because you guys would be, you guys would be just fascinated how 
exactly spot on I am in recounting these things to Robin. I am telling you, this is, I'm not even, I'm not even exaggerating. In fact, if you heard the phone calls, they're way longer. They go on for an hour because there's a lot of what? Like literally, I spent an hour telling my mother she should go to the emergency room. And at the end of it, she goes, so you're telling me to stay home? <laughs> and I'm like, mom. Well, I just spent an hour telling you to go to the emergency room. How could you say that to me? And she goes, oh, okay. Like, like I go, you want me to tell you to stay home? I'm telling you it's not safe. You're having chest pain. And, and she was having discomfort in the side. Don't add like all the symptoms. I go, you go to the, uh, you go to the emergency room. What are you doing? Can't they come here? The emergency room is going to come to you. Who are you? When did you become the queen of fucking England? She thinks because I'm famous. And believe and you can my get thing, everybody to come to the house, huh? I'm not even that famous, if you think about it. Because you go to, like, any foreign country. They don't know who the fuck I am. That's number one. They think I'm famous. I must look famous. Because I remember the last time I was in a foreign country was 25 years ago during private parts. I go to France. I'm walking around. These guys are the photographers are chasing me in the street. I go, what? Why are you guys chasing me? They go, you're famous. And I go, yeah, what do I do? And they go, we don't know. You just look like a famous person. I go, you're yeah, kidding me. But it was me. the Cannes Film Festival. Everybody walking around is probably I, famous. I know, but, but, but <laughs> they didn't even know. I mean, so I'm not that, fa- I'm, I'm not even that famous. Like in New York, I'm super fucking famous. Like I, I, well, wherever in the I go. United States, you're famous. My, in Canada, no. you're famous. Yes, yes, yes. Nah, nah, I'm telling uh, you, you uh, could go. Uh, uh, no, you could go, Robin. I hate to burst your bubble about your really? your man here, but uh, <laughs> you know, you walk around places, and people don't know you in the United States. Like I could go to, uh, you know, I'm sure I could go to Tennessee, and oh, uh, you know, I've never been on the radio in Tennessee. I mean, I have made television appearances and things nationally, but but um, satellite is in Tennessee now. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. I don't know how many people in Tennessee have satellite, you know. Oh, you think they don't even have satellite down there? <laughs> I, I mean, I think they have the option to get it, but I think, you know, they're walking around without shoes. What do you, if you've got to choose shoes or uh, satellite radio, I think, you know, North Dakota, same deal. Same with the, excuse me, Alabama. I don't even think you see people in North Dakota unless they're having one of those motorcycle things. Yeah, where they all get together and show each other and their motorcycles. And give each other COVID, yes. <laughs> yeah, what is that called again? Um, oh, I don't even know. Yeah, that big motorcycle gathering. It's like a lot of people who don't work. <laughs> they seem to have like a couple of days. Sturges. Endless hours. Endless yeah. hours to do whatever, yeah. Sturges. Everyone goes to Sturges. Where is that yeah. Sturges? One of those I don't know Dakotas. How, yeah, I don't think I'm well known in Sturges. But, um, you know. But my mother thinks like I'm I'm so famous that I can just like open up any door she wants. Like, can't they come here? Like, like <laughs> no, I don't. You know, yes, they're going to come with all of their equipment. Like my mother doesn't realize it takes two years to get a doctor's appointment that we're cutting through <laughs> some red tape with my fame, you know, but she thinks I can move the emergency room into her into her. You know, yes. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm pretty famous. Don't get me wrong, but. I'm not like, uh, I'm not Bruce Springsteen famous. Can Bruce Springsteen get your mother 
the emergency room to come to her house. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen <laughs> could do that. Absolutely, he could. You know, Paul McCartney can do that. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty well known. You know, I don't think there's a person in this world that doesn't know Paul McCartney. Probably one of the no. most famous people in the world. And yeah, Bruce is uh, pretty well known, too, around the world. Right. So there you go. Samir, you're on the air. Hey, what up? Howard. Hey, now. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Hey, hey not now. to freak you out about going in the office on Monday, but did you think about how you're going to handle the elevator situation? Cause yeah. That's a good idea. I, I got two options. Get someone from I, each on your staff to go on each floor and not allow anybody in the elevator. Oh no, I got that already figured out. I got the uh, it's going to be locked off when I come in. No one no riffraff are coming in. Um All there right. might be Before some security. But he didn't go upstairs with people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that Samir, that's already been worked out years ago. Uh, All right, we got to keep the hook forward. I'm too famous to be in the elevator. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Especially big, in serious. Yeah, yeah, that's a major pain in the ass. I mean, I'd be worn out by the time I got to do the show if I went up 36 floors in that building. Forget about it. <laughs> hey, Howard. Man, man, man. I'm like, hey, dude, I got to go on the air. Shut the fuck up. Uh, but we arranged. Well, they're going to shoot me out of a cannon from my car into the window on the 36th floor. <laughs> so um, don't worry. If you see a, if you see a big, ugly dude flying through the sky, you know it's me. But um, no, what, what, no, I got it worked out. We're going to lock down the elevator, and I'm going to be in a mask. And yeah, don't worry, I got, I got, I got this worked out. I mean, I've been working on it for a week now. Are they so. going to line the? I don't, yeah, I mean. There's no. not going to be a, an entourage waiting for you when you get off the elevator to walk no. down that hall in serious no. because you've not been there for so long. No. No, the seas will part. All right. No. I got this worked out, Rob. Right. Your hero's going to be fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, I look forward to Monday's interview, Howard. Yeah, if I, if I live through it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, You'll patient zero, Andy Cohen will be trying to get to you. Well, I don't, I don't want to, I told him, I don't want to see anyone. Peace and love. Love, Andy. <laughs> a lot of people in the email were saying, um, like, oh, Howard, you're too nice to Andy Cohen. I go, Andy's a good Andy guy. I like Andy. Anything. He didn't do anything wrong. People are fucking wacko. Yeah, I'll read you some email. You know what? Let me take a break and then I'll read you some email. And I got a ton of things to do. JD and Gary and, uh, Jason have some um, clean out the computer stuff to play. Okay. Um, you got to listen to to Cardi B's social media. It's some crazy shit. We had her on the show. I didn't know she was this whacked out. I mean, she is wild. Really? Yeah. Her, her social media is crazy. She's got like 200 million followers. So a lot of people probably heard this stuff already, but you and I haven't heard it. 200 million followers? Something something like that, yeah. Something crazy. Hey, Lori. Lori in Canada, you're on the air. Is she really in Canada? Yeah, you're in Canada. I, Go ahead. I, yeah, I'm in Nova Scotia, actually. Nice. Um, I, I just, love your locks, I, by the way. Oh. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Nova Scotia. I always have Novi with a schmear. <laughs> I just wanted to say I don't understand how you can say that you're unrecognizable. You could be picked out of a million people. Anywhere. No, 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 no. I didn't say I'm unrecognizable. I said I am not the most famous person on the planet. You may not be the 
most famous person, but you definitely would be known everywhere. I just got back from Ireland and people were talking about you over there. So, <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> you, it, I swear, they were talking oh, about you. Oh, come on. They were, they were talking about, about me in Ireland. What are they saying? <laughs> well, it, mind you, it wasn't favorable, but it was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean. Thanks. What, what, the people in Ireland have a beef with, with me? Well, no, I don't think they have a beef with you, but there were a table of girls kind of talking oh. about a little bit how disgusting and whatever. Now, I personally do not get disgusted by you. I <laughs> listen to your show every morning on the way to work. Right. But I just know that you may not believe that you're as famous as you are, but people people definitely love you and know you everywhere. So You know, a lot of the ladies in Ireland are turned off to Cocktober and some of the shenanigans, <laughs> I believe. I think you're right, Laurie. Uh, thank you, though. Thank I you. heard about Cocktober. Yeah. What a beautiful call. <laughs> Howard, you are famous everywhere. They're talking horribly about you in Ireland. <laughs> thank you, Laurie. You made my day. I can't tell you. I'm going to have a nervous of, breakdown. Of course they're talking badly yeah. about you, but they know right. you. Thank you. Thank uh, Derek, you're, uh, Howard, you're despised all over the world. You have no idea. <laughs> in Japan, they were uh, talking. Mind you, my Japanese isn't that strong, but I could tell they were saying horrible things about you over there. Uh, Derek, you're on the air. Hey, Howard. This is Derek from Tennessee. Nice. We might not have shoes, but we do have satellite. Nice. <laughs> you see, Robin, I was and wrong you, again. You are very famous here. Thank you. I am famous in Tennessee. People love me over there. Can't Thank go you, there anymore. You yeah, thought that yeah. was a place you'd be safe. <laughs> oh, my God. I get hounded. I just wanted to eat in a diner in Tennessee, and now I can't even go there. I was thinking of buying a place in Tennessee to get away from it all, but now I can't. Um, all right. Well, anyway, this just in, Robin. Russia and Ukraine both agree that I suck and that I am a horrible person, especially the women. They, they really. You're they bringing people me. together. Look, that's a good thing. Thank, thank you. Oh, I tell you, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. You know, I didn't even say to you, like, after I dealt with my mother's heart attack for not, well, she didn't have a heart attack, but she thought she was having one. And then, then I go downstairs and our poor cat Yoda is in the process of dying. Oh, he, he oh. you know, he's he's not doing well. And Beth is like, what do you think we should do? Because what we're waiting for is some signs that he's so uncomfortable and declining that we're going to have to put him to sleep. I wish he would just die in his sleep. But, you know, so we opted not to do the surgery because he's got cancer and he's got heart disease and he's got all kinds of stuff. And would be put him. It'd be, I think it would be too much on him. But. So when I go downstairs now, we just stare at Yoda and it's like this long goodbye and we're crying and we're upset and we're petting him. And and I, I said to my wife, I can't take it. I'm upstairs with the you know who with the heart attack. And then I'm down here with my my boy uh, Yoda. I tell you, I, I, I no it's relief. too much wherever you yeah, are. I got too much sadness in my life. Where's the happiness? It's too much. Living is very difficult. It really is. There's a lot of emotion you gotta you gotta deal with. I mean, uh, I was going for a walk yesterday. I saw a deer, and you know, I, I, oh. looking at this deer, I go, "How could anyone kill you? How could anybody take a gun and shoot you?" And um, it was so beautiful and majestic. And I even said to him, "You're so stupid. You're staring at me." You should be running away from me. Man is dangerous to you. Run. Run for the hills. He's staring at me and eating a leaf. 
And I was like, Jesus Christ, you, I, I, where, where did you learn to be uh, instinctual and learn to run away from your, your greatest enemy, man? He's staring there. He's like, chewing on a leaf. I said, you're insane. And then I, I get sad I saw about a deer that. that had been hit and just left oh, on the side of the road this weekend. That's the worst. Like awful. That's the worst. Mm. Anyway, what was I going to tell you? Oh, okay, a couple of things. Cardi B. Jesus Christ, the guys. I don't follow Cardi B on social media. I, I follow mostly like the news and people who paint. That seems to be my main thrust. And people who journal, you know. Still with the journal people? Have you learned any? Are you journaling? Uh, yeah. I do my five-year journal every night, which uh, oh, yeah? that gives you a couple of lines. I've already completed one, and it's very mundane. You've completed a five-year journal? I did. A five-year journal. What it does is each page you has... put something in there every day for five years? I did. I wow. did. Wow. It was a gift given to me by uh, Molly Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel's wife. Mm -hmm. And she said, you ought to do this. And I said, all right, I'll, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit to it. And every day I write, it's only like three lines that they give you for each day. Oh, I see. Three or four lines. And you make some notation. Even the most mundane thing. It was sunny today and I had a smile on my face. So uh, spoke to Robin on the phone today. She's doing great. You know, she's very... A beat, whatever the fuck. You know, you write down whatever's on your mind for that day. And so, uh, you know, it's a nice thing to have. You go back, you look. I don't look at it that often, but I'm committed to doing it. So they give you so three, now you've four, started a new one? I started a new one, a nice one. I bought Now that I know I'm into it, I bought a nice-looking uh, journal from Japan. They got great paper, and I use my fountain pen. And every day I make a notation in it. You've made it in quite a bit. Is that? Um, yeah. Oh, what am yeah. I up to? <laughs> well, you know what you're up to. You know exactly what you're up to. You don't know what I'm up to. That's what I know. What, what sinister things are you writing about me? What did no, I do now? <laughs> I write, it's such a PG uh, boring one because what am I going to do? I, you know, I'm a famous guy. Someone would read it. If I, if I wrote my inner feelings, they would publish it or, 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 or show you it. You don't something. want so that a, left behind. No. So it's like, it's, it's a stupid journal. It's like, hmm, I had, uh, filet o fish today. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, it's that kind of thing. Oh, I spoke to the kids. Everyone's fine. You know, that kind of thing. Mm. We had a birthday party for my mom. We, uh, Ashley got bagel and locks and some, uh, chocolate cake. You know, it sounds is, like mostly a food journal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot of it's the mundane. It's just stupid yeah. stuff. You know, hey, you know who's never made it into my journal? I, I was looking at the pages. I said I never once in five years wrote about Fred ever once. Nah, no, no, you had yeah. to. Yeah, he never made it in. And what wow. do you think of that? Yeah, that's Poor amazing. Fred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you do that, Fred? <laughs> yeah, Fred, how do you manage not to be in the journal? You know what it was? He came close one day, but I erased it. Erased it. <laughs> nah, not Fred. <laughs> nah, I'm not putting him in. So far, there's no Fred in here. I don't want to put myself. Yeah, so I completed that. And, well, uh, congratulations, because to write uh, in a journal every day for five years is amazing. 
It's pretty cool, too, because it's all beat up now and ripped because uh, the cover even started coming apart. It's hmm. got that, that warning look. That but I recommend look. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun. But um, I don't know. So, yeah, my social media, getting back to that, the guys play me Cardi B. Holy shit. She's got, let's see, how many followers does she have? Do I have an exact number? Anybody want to take a look at that? But social media, a lot of people give you a glimpse into their personal life. And uh, that's why I never really post that much because I give everybody a glimpse into my personal life right here. I mean, what am I going to do? Do it again on there. But she's got 141 million followers. That's pretty fucking incredible. 141 million. Yeah. And she shares everything. I played a bunch of clips from her social media back in 2019. And since then, she gained nearly 100 million Instagram followers. Because you know what it is? She's got a crazy account. She she puts it all out there. She, A lot of her stuff is about her digestion and shitting issues. Okay. And, you know, I don't know. You is know, this lady, really uh, something we want to share? <laughs> oh, my God. Here, here's Cardi B talking about her digestion and shitting issues. Bitch, let me motherfucking tell you how I can't drink whole milk no more. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm lactose intolerant, bitch. I drink whole milk, my nigga, and I'm fucking having diarrhea for three days motherfucking straight. I'm farting up a storm. It's just, you know what? It's just not working out. You know, I feel like after you turn like 22, your body start motherfucking changing. You know, like when you have bubble guts and you get hit doggy style, you gotta, and you just gotta take it in. Yeah, so. Almond milk is the safest to do right now. This might sound disgusting, but bitch, I fucking blew up this motherfucking toilet. Bitch, I take the ultimate diarrhea, my nigga. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know what the fuck. Well, I've been having a stomach ache for a whole week. But you know, like, you know, you know when you have a stomach ache and then you shit everything out? Like your body feels a little light and you feel a little light and you feel a little sick. So I took a motherfucking nap, bitch. Angry, too. I mean everything's motherfucking yeah i remember when she was on our show though she was pretty um kind of quiet <laughs> yeah like no motherfucker and the, yeah. I, you know she she had just come from the met gala the night before so maybe she was feeling more i don't know uh demure or something demure that's a good word demure like you know hey i'm a, I'm a princess i just came from the met gala but yeah I don't remember her even talking like that. But anyway, then then some fans online started questioning the legitimacy of her stomach issues, like maybe it was a lie. And Cardi B went on Instagram to broadcast herself taking an actual shit as oh proof. Oh, boy. Yeah. Don't test her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could you guys stop testing her? <laughs> And in the video, because I, I can't show you the uh, video, obviously, we're on radio, but you could see a close-up of Cardi's face while she's taking a shit. And it's oh, it's weird. Like, Instagram doesn't let you see bare breasts, but they will let you They'll see let you somebody. They'll let you see yeah. somebody sitting <laughs> on their bowl. Yeah, to me, bare breasts are way nicer than that. But anyway, here she is taking a dump to prove that she has real problems. Right now, I gotta take shit. Push. Y'all hear that? Wait, wait, hold on. There we go. Cause y'all thought I was lying, cause my stomach is really fucked up. 
Y'all thought I was lying, trying to curb, be all that shit. Nah, bitch, my stomach is fucked up. Bitch got some motherfucking diarrhea. I don't know what the fuck I ate. Man. Sheesh. That motherfucking diarrhea. <laughs> I don't remember her grammar being that unusual either. But, by the way, no, I didn't think she was lying. I believed her. Why would she no. lie about that? She might be grosser than Richard. I didn't think anybody could be as gross as R Richard was telling me a shit story the other day. Hey, Richard, do you mind telling every? You want to? I mean, but I think Cardi B's grosser than Richard. How many followers does Richard have? He has it's, to start putting it out there. No one <laughs> follows him. Hey, Richard, what was the like, really disgusting shits? The guys were all talking about shitting, you know. It was like even I was getting sick, and everyone was pretty gross. Like who? I'm trying to remember who was talking about shitting. Well, we had a bunch of stories of the staff shitting. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I, it was it it was I, Gary, Mamet, Richard, Chris, Ronnie, and Sal. Uh, but Richard topped them all, of course. Thanks. Of course. All right, here I'll give you a quiz, Robin. A shit quiz. How's this? <laughs> Here's a game for you. Um, this staffer farted at work. Someone who works with us. Yeah. Either Gary, Mamet, Richard Christie, Chris Wilding, Ronnie Mund, or Sal Governale. Okay? Mm -hmm. You tell me which staffer. This staffer farted at work, ended up shitting his pants at Sirius XM. He took his soiled underwear in a plastic bag and buried it in a garbage can on the 37th floor, and no one found out. Who is that? Is it uh, Sal? Let's see. Again... I know Again, that Richard what? has told us a story about thinking it was going to be a dry fart and then shitting his pants. Oh, I shit my pants in a diaper on the air before, Robin. <laughs> I know. So I'm taking him out because we've already heard right. that from him. Right, so right. I'm going to say is somebody who'd be, you know, embarrassed enough to take his dirty underwear to the 37th floor. I'm going to say that was Gary. Good guess, but it was Ronnie. Ronnie, the limo driver. Uh, you shit your pants. Ronnie, did you, you shit your pants in the in the building. When did you do that? Uh, going back <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> you never. Did you ever tell me you did that? I don't think so. Did nah, you smell no. it, Howard? <laughs> no, because what happened was I was in um, I was in the little bathroom back by the right. TV room. Yeah, and. Uh, I was taking a leak, and I farted, and <laughs> my pants. <laughs> like a full shit, or like some little little nugget? No, it, it, it was like a loose deal, you know? Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, God. You must have been freaking out. Did he get on your suit pants and stuff, no, too? No, no, it, in your didn't, underwear. it didn't. No, because I got it off right away, and I cleaned up, and... Uh, yeah, I took it. Up, I took it up to thirty-seven and threw it in the bathroom up there in the garbage oh can. God, <laughs> that's where all the executives are. Yeah, they yeah, those you know. poor employees up there. Tough shit. What did you? Uh, you don't wear boxers, right? You wear the briefs. Thank God. That's a good reason to wear briefs because your boxers yeah, wouldn't have caught it. Yeah, because the boxers would have let it out, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Oh well, Ronnie. Fun times. Thank you for your contribution. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right. All right, I'll give you another one. I'll just give you another one, and then I'll, then I'll have Richard tell this horrible story. All right. 
Um, this staffer shit in a stranger's bathtub at a high school house party. The staffer was coughing at the party. A bully said the staffer was getting everyone sick and threw him out of the house. He was so humiliated, he snuck back into the house and he squeezed out a very thick log into the bully's <laughs> bathtub. Who did that? Was it All right. Sal, Chris Wilding, Richard Christie, Mamet, or Gary Delabishi? I can't imagine anybody but Sal doing that. Brilliant. You're exactly right, uh, of course. <laughs> Robin, of you course, know me too you, well. Yeah, you know if you had gotten that wrong, I would have been very shocked. Good for you, Sal. Sal, Sal that is horrible. What, what, how was horrible. the guy bullying you? I remember I was sitting on a couch, and there was a really cute girl next to me, and I had a really good rap going, but I had that, you know that cough? It almost sounds like a whooping cough. It was in the, yeah. I don't know. Gross. And the guy's like, hey, man. It was like these two bully football players. It was one of the. It, it was his house. One of the guys. He's like, "You're getting everybody sick here." And I think he was just pissed off that I had a good rap going with this girl. So I said, "I'm fine." And then him and his friend goes, "You gotta go." And they literally picked me up and they escorted me out of the house. Mm, and it that's was humiliating. Of, oh my god, it was terrible. So I'm sitting on the stoop and I'm pissed off. My friend's inside. He's drinking beers, having a blast. And it was a cape house. I'll never forget it. So as soon as you open the door, there's a stairway going right up to a bathroom. Right. And I, I had to take a piss. I went up there to take a piss. I'm all pissed off. And I'm like, fuck it. I, I felt the shit coming. And I just, there was the bathtub. I just dropped my pants. I went into the bathtub. And I just put out, pushed out a huge shit, and I ran out of there. I don't even think I wiped my ass because I panicked after that because these guys would really kill me if they found out it was me. But, but, um, why the bathtub and not the floor? Why not just shit right on the floor? Why get in the bathtub? I, I you know, I'm despicable, Howard, but not that bad. You know, <laughs> he was courteous, and yeah. they didn't they didn't put it together that you were uh, not, the guy. Well, I mean. They might now. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah. But uh, being that it was a house party, I, I don't think so, you know. But uh, they did throw me out. And when I got back in the house, they were in another room. There were people outside having a keg party. So I went up the stairs and then I came right back out again. So no one right. saw me do it. <laughs> I never would have, um, you know, I mean, first of all, I know if it was my house, I would I like these guys. I would have kicked you out, too, with your whooping yeah. cough. I swear to yeah. God. Want you you should hire them. them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, wow! And so you never heard a story in school going around that hey, over at so and so's They're house, somebody for shit. Who did it? Yeah. The only person who knows is my best friend who I went home with, and I told him afterwards, and he he thought it was brilliant. He was so proud of me oh. when I did that. Right. <laughs> he thought it was brilliant. <laughs> but you know, I think Imagine the reason that friend <laughs> yeah. that, became, that's a good friend. He became a he, he has a you're good a genius. Right. Wow. Cool. He became a cop. He's a great guy. Oh, that guy <laughs> shit on the back of a fence once. He was awesome too. What? He really did. Yeah, we Gee, were at a Sal. house party and he shit. He Sal, leaned up you're against the, the fence. Einstein, you're the Einstein of shitting. I got to tell you. <laughs> um, what'd your friend do? He shit up against a, a, fen a picket fence. We were at How a party. How do you do that? How can you? Do I don't that? know. It was amazing. I'll never forget it. We were at we were at another house party and it was. Um, I don't know. He just wanted to leave. It wasn't a good party. So we were 
we were going to hop the fence to leave the party because we didn't want to upset the people who invited us. So before we hopped the fence, he said, I got to take a shit. I go, all right, let's get out of here. He goes, no, I'll do it right here. I go, are you out of your mind? And he dropped his pants and he squatted like this. He pushed his ass against the, the picket fence and he shit all over it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but didn't it smear all over his ass? Oh, it ass smeared all over his ass and everything. It didn't matter. Uh, we just pulled up our pants and took off. What a Weird. dumb guy. What were I your mean. pants doing down? My pants weren't down. I was just watching him. Actually, Robin, I tried to... I tried to do it, too, because I thought it would be fun, but nothing came out. Now that I remember. Guys, you guys well, know how to make you... an exit. <laughs> but, I mean, think about how dumb that is. You should try to shit on a fence. You know it's going to get all over you. And, and you know that gets on you, yeah. And you know yeah. what I'm thinking about? It's like, um, you know how people have a dream. They go, all I want is a house in the suburbs with a white picket fence. Yeah. And little do they know that like the dream ends with Sal and his buddy shitting on it, you know? Feces. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Feces and, yeah. and Sal is so wacky. He sees somebody shitting on a fence. He wants to do it, too. Oh, I well, want it in immediately. He's not he's telling jealous. you the truth. His pants were down because Sal was jerking off while the guy was. Uh, <laughs> they were sword fighting. Yeah, tell you, I employ. I don't employ human beings. I employ gorillas. That's uh, you know, Ronnie's. Uh, all right, here's okay. I'll give you one more before Richard gives you his. This staffer, this is disgusting. This staffer once dragged his own shit all over his house after running downstairs to catch a delivery. He rushed to wipe his butt on the upstairs toilet, but a piece of poop fell on the floor and he must have accidentally stepped on it. He ran downstairs. He ran downstairs to get the door, and when he turned around, there was shit all over the house. Oh. <laughs> what an animal. Who was it? Was it Gary Delabate, Mamet Walker? Uh, Richard Christie, possibly. Uh, Chris Wilding. Those are your choices. Wait a minute. You're not giving me Richard's story now. Richard's going to tell I might be, story. I might be tricking you. Oh, boy. You know what? I don't know who did that. Who? What delivery? What were you having delivered that you couldn't finish what you were doing? <laughs> yeah, that's a great wacko. question. <laughs> <laughs> no boo. So important. Yeah. <laughs> Toilet paper. Swim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Mamet. Uh, I gave you the hint. I said swim. <laughs> swim. Oh, come on. Was that uh, supposed to? You did a bunch of that, different things. That was Gary? Hint. Gary. <laughs> Gary, was Gary. Gary was home alone. He hasn't. He didn't tell his wife for years. Uh, Gary, really, Robin asked the key question. What the fuck is so important that you have to rush downstairs and get shit all over yourself? So I wasn't fully home alone. Mary was out of the house, and I think Jackson was a baby, right? So I'm right. upstairs on the toilet. The baby's sleeping. You know, once the baby's sleeping, that's your, like, you know, time. And if the right. baby's nap is fucked up, then it fucked up the whole day. So right. somebody started ding, 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 like ringing the bell. So I was like, I got to go fucking get this door before they wake the baby up. <laughs> right. And so whatever it was, it was a delivery. It was like a package. I was like, oh, thank you, whatever. And I turn around. I was upstairs. And I, when I go to go back upstairs, there's shit on the stairs. Right. <laughs> so then I'm like, I'm like, just blame your son. What? So then, so then I, I, I look, I take my sneaker off and there's shit on the bottom of my sneaker. So I follow the trail and it leads back to the bathroom. So now I'm out there with fucking, you know, ammonia, like all the stuff I'm, I'm cleaning up, but I don't want it to smell too much because I don't want Mary to walk in the house and go, what's, what smells? So I just clean, I got paper towels and everything, you put it in a garbage bag, you know, 
put it out, but I, I got it cleaned up. It was all over the place, Howard, everywhere. What Did any of it get in carpeting? Because that's the worst. I no, no, no. Luckily, it was all a wood floor. Oh, you're and, but, lucky. Yeah. But, uh, but in the bathroom, you know, in the tile, you know, it was like cleaning the grout. It was <laughs> the grout. grout. But, like a murder. And, toothbrush. It was. Yeah. It was terrible. And then, and then, of course, in the sneaker grooves, uh, you can't get that shit out. <laughs> did you, gotta you use like the a, sneakers away? Yeah, that, that one I could get away with. I cleaned them up and like they were out on the back porch and I was like, oh, I must have stepped in dog shit. You know, you know that, right. that, that you can get away with. But I also want yeah. to tell Robin, uh, Robin was kind of right earlier in the game because I, when I was at K-Rock, I also sharded and, uh, I had to clean that up. So I have two shit stories. Wow. Well, all right, Richard, since you're the grossest one out there, you tell your shit story. All right. Well, I had multiple. I had to figure out what I haven't already said on right. the air and and just pick one out of the bunch. And I'm sure I'll have many more after this. But so I was on tour in the 90s and we were in Finland um, and we were flying to Greece, which is a really long flight. It's like all the way across Europe and I hate flying. So this was back in the days where you could just drag a case of beer right into the airport and drink in the waiting room. So I drank this super, super strong beer for hours while we waited for our flight. By the time I got on the flight, I was shit housed. I was wasted. I ended up puking all down the aisle, running to the bathroom, puking all the way back to my seat. There was a trail all all in the aisle. I felt Before horrible. they took off your puking? During the flight. No, after oh, we got oh, yeah. Because I, I figured yeah. they'd throw you right out. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. we had a layover in, like, Austria, and I thought for sure they're going to throw me throw my ass out in Austria, but I just kept my head down and kept to myself. But they, uh, we got to Greece finally, to Athens, Greece. We get in, in a van to go to our hotel, and I projectile vomited all over our guitar player while asking him to hand me the trash can. And so I had brutal alcohol poisoning. So we get to the hotel, and we had a day off because we didn't have to play our show for a day or two in Athens. So I lay in bed, and all of a sudden... I, I projectile shit all over the bed <laughs> while I'm laying there. <laughs> How do you do that? Bad. Yeah, oh, right. I was laying on my side, and and it, I I think I had like I was so I had vomited kind of on my clothes, so I was I think I was naked, and so oh. I just shit like all over the sheets and the blanket and everything. Rock and roll, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was very rock and roll, Howard, but uh, except without no chicks anywhere around, but the. <laughs> I shit all over the blanket, all over, even on the floor, I think, a little bit. And then so I gathered the the comforter, the sheets, everything, threw them under the bed and yeah. and just kind of played dumb and, uh, and went what back to sleep. What do you mean play dumb? When the, what happened when the, when the housekeeping came in? Oh, played dumb. Playing. I am I dumb. played dumb. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough, that would took a lot of acting. I'm stupid. What do you mean you played dumb? Uh, who did you play well, dumb to? Well, because I was sharing a room with a, a bandmate and he was oh. out sightseeing and right. he came back and he saw no sheets on the bed. <laughs> he was like, what happened here? And yeah. I had to, I don't know. With some excuse, I was like, "Oh, I think there were bed bugs." I threw the sheets down, gave them to the maid, and so then, like, I just I finally started to feel a little better and and left and went uh, sightseeing, 
and I came back a couple hours later and there were new sheets on the bed. Oh, and, God. Uh, so, the and poor housekeepers. I know. And I looked under the bed. I was like, Oh, I hope they didn't find the shitty sheets. And of course they did. And I looked under the bed and the shitty sheets were gone. Oh and, my God. Uh, I felt horrible. I, I didn't have like at grease money to give a tip or anything. And grease uh, money. <laughs> <laughs> None of that grease yeah. money. You Dude, couldn't grease how, any how palms. Come, how come uh, when you went when you went out of the room, you didn't take them with you and throw right? them out? Why yeah. would you leave them under the fucking bed? Uh, I was embarrassed. And I didn't. I really didn't want to touch them. I would have had to almost hug these shitty sheets to care. Oh. And it was a comforter too. It was a lot. I, but dude, he was but, playing but, dumb, Ronnie. Don't you? Really? <laughs> I don't know what's oh, going right. on down there. Yeah, I don't. These sheets came from <laughs> yeah. somewhere else. Some bed bug shit the bed and threw it up. <laughs> did the whole room, dude. Did the whole room stink? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. When your roommate came in, when the guy in the band came in, did did he say to you, "Oh my God, the room smells"? <laughs> well, I opened the windows to try to cover it up. And he said that, and I was like, "Yeah, sorry, I took a shit and left the <laughs> bathroom door open." I mean, uh, but I apologized. Oh. I went to the front desk after I saw they had replaced the sheets, and I said to the the front desk person, "I was like, can you just apologize to the housekeepers for me because I shit the bed and." They oh. seem to think like it kind of happened a lot. So they didn't, uh, surprisingly, they didn't freak out on me or kick us out of the hotel. You went, you went to the front desk and apologized and, uh, they were like, Hey, happens every day kind of thing. Not a problem, <laughs> sir. I take it you didn't stay at the Ritz. No. Yeah. It was, yeah. We weren't touring uh, like the Foo Fighters. It was like we were, you know, it was a lower budget tour. So yeah, I think it was the kind of hotel where they were used to people shitting. Yeah, <laughs> but man, I, I'm not even going to bother your shit story. You can't top that one. You just can't. no. I, I'm a normal human being. My shit story is from when I was like five. I, I, I was glad yeah. they even included it. Yeah, that's understandable. You know, right. I mean, oh, I, I have shit know, stories from last week. <laughs> I have really plenty. as recently well, as last week. Um. Yeah. Well, I had a stomach bug this past weekend, so I had a few accidents. Yeah. You sound Maybe like Cardi B. You have a motherfucking diarrhea problem too. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. By the way, Richard is shitting right now. I don't know. If you realize. <laughs> Making memories. Richard I always also, like like what happened last week. I mean, what what the fuck? What's going on? Uh, this past weekend, I just uh, our family the stomach bug kind of went through our family, and I I got it finally, and. I just, uh, you know, just squirted everywhere. But dude, I've had, for example, I've had, I've had stomach bugs and you're home. I mean, you go, when you feel something coming on, you go to the toilet. No? Well, sometimes you think it's a fart and it's more, it's something. Oh, else. come on. You don't know you just the difference. You kind of squirted everywhere. You're a weirdo, man. You really are a fucking animal. You're not I'm, even I'm human. I'm argue that. I won't argue with you, Howard. <laughs> Howard Do I they can have tell you. to have one of those crime scene people come clean your oh my house? God. I mean, because you don't, like, you're leaving biohazard matter all over the place. Oh, we actually have housekeepers you? coming today, Robin. Thank goodness. <laughs> what does your wife think of this? I mean, you're shitting Oh, I everywhere. don't tell her. She won't know until she hears about this from me talking about it on and the I'm, radio. I'm, can you be honest? Do you even bother showering after an incident like that? I do. I do because I get chafed if i don't that's, oh I that's a good chafing. reason all right yeah. what is it sal howard i can't tell you how many times in the office at least once a month we're just doing our work and all of a sudden i uh, hear uh-oh 
I'm like, what? Buddy, I just hit myself. <laughs> he does it like... Oh. It's like all the time, just out of the blue. He, he must like it. You admit you like soiling yourself. There's something erotic in it for you, right? Like I, don't the, like the, the, I don't like the soiling part, but the relief of it is nice. And then I'll tell yeah, him, but, I'll go, go to the bathroom and clean yeah. up. He's like, no, buddy, I'll just tuck it up, and when I get home, I'll take care of it. No, I, I don't recall you never, that. I'm not going to leave shitty underwear on. So what, he, so not, what do you do? What do What's you do, man? He leaves it on. He shits himself at least once a month in the office. All the time. But no. it's, like, it's just like him. It's, it's the way we would burp. Richard shits his pants. But, but <laughs> Sal, I'm an adult man. Right. I, I, I've never shit my... I mean, okay. Never. I mean, you know, maybe there would have been like some little brown spot or something. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, not even. I mean, if, if I feel any kind of discomfort... I just go to the toilet and sit down and, and see what happens. That's it. <laughs> yeah, your house I mean, Richard. Trend. Yeah, I mean, Richard, what, what's going on? Every month to be shitting yourself? It's, it's a compulsion. It's insane. Uh -oh. Maybe it is. I don't know. You know, I mean, the bathroom's a little far away at work, so sometimes if I'm oh, busy editing on. something, I'm like, I don't want to get up and... You know, disrupt my flow, so I'll just fart. Oh, and, and Howard, stop I have it. to tell you something else. We've, we've been rehearsing for Cocktober. Richard's right. asshole is completely out of control. Remember that little flap he had, that little tab on his yeah. asshole? Yeah. It looked like a growth. It's all, it's now the size of like a, ch a chunk of bologna. It's like grown. <laughs> Ass meat. Yeah. It is what so is it? disturbing. What, Richard, what's good. going on in your asshole? Well, I don't ever, I don't turn around and look at my asshole very much. So Unfortunately, it, I do. This was news to me. Is this, did you see it because we're, you know, um, like yeah, my we was telling me, he, his, he, he's well, trying to find a, a magnetic fish that'll go in Richard's asshole. Sal's face was like right down there and he goes, was, oh, like he freaked out when he saw it. Let yeah. me see your asshole. Uh, let me see if I can, uh, figure out. Is it out to today it or does it go in? I don't know. Oh, don't it's out. shit. Okay, don't shit. All right. Okay. Just oh. arrange, arrange your asshole over the camera lens. What okay. the hell is he wearing? I like that he shows his nipples for this. It has nothing to do with his ass. Uh, yeah. I guess yeah, I'm have to <laughs> angle the camera. <laughs> oh, my God. No, we still can't see. Get out of there. Get in there. Oh, Get in there. Oh, oh my oh. God. It's like gaping. Oh. Oh, what the, oh, oh my god. What is that? What is that? Could you see it good? <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> see it. Like we a, can't forget it. Look like a cock. Do you know that thing that hangs down in the back of your throat? U uvula. Yes. yes. That's what it looks like. It yeah, I'm looks with like Ronnie. It looked like Richard a little penis. Swallowed him. Yeah. <laughs> you might his, be trans. <laughs> Rich not, Sorry, my uh, camera, Richard, my, I bumped my computer. My computer froze. Might be a conjoined twin. <laughs> Man, you ought to. Have you been to the doctor for that thing? No, and it doesn't hurt. It uh, it's not a uh, like a hemorrhoid or anything. I think I just wiped too aggressively. <laughs> it's That's like he has a lid for his ass, you know. Like, right. like yeah, but it doesn't work. Yeah. Things that you can <laughs> pop in. <laughs> By the way, Robin, I'm proud of you. You did pretty well on the shitting, guessing who has horrible shits. Not really. Nice I only got one. Uh, right. <laughs>
Hey, yeah, yeah. I'm I proud of you about, anyway. Yeah. Can I tell you about the quadruple poople that we did one time? Quadruple poople? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still trying to get through <laughs> Cardi B. <laughs> well, What's... I'll make it quick. So when you're on tour and you're in a band and it's a bunch of guys and no women around, you do some weird stuff so to oh, pass the time. Oh, such so a we gentleman. Were, we were at a gig one time. Such an and... excuse, yeah. I can't believe we just saw his full gig hey, asshole. That's... No women, time for a quadruple poop. By the way, Chris, you you fuck guys in the ass. Have Howard, you ever seen anything like no, that? No, it's the I Richard, I, I love you, but that's the most disgusting asshole I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, have you ever had to looks... lift anything to get to no. the ass? I mean, it looks like your ass has gone off. It looks like it, like it's just turned. It's I am absolutely. Get, I'm wild. getting a physical soon, so I will ask about it. I'm gonna oh, put nice. that in my notes. Oh, I feel Believe bad me, for that. You won't have. Too. You won't have to ask about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, did honestly, you see what you see? What's doing in that guy's asshole? It's a mess. <laughs> It is a mess, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, now for a comparison, uh, Sal, show me your asshole so <laughs> okay. I can. No, no, it's all right. I don't want to sound joking. My I'm ass sure you'll is see it soon. My ass is fucked up. Sal's dick is <laughs> fucked up. So that's why we're a good match. Yeah. You know, that's true. You two are perfect for each other. <laughs> Gruesome yeah. twosome. I have all that extra meat on my ass. He has tons of extra meat on his dick. <laughs> that is so you were, so Richard, you were saying that, uh, being in a band, uh, weird things happen when you're alone with the guys. Because there's like, no women around, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, notice there were never, there were never any women around. There's no women. Can I blow you? We were playing, we were playing death metal in the 1990s. I don't think yeah. women were digging it. Can I use your ass as a vagina? There's no women around. You want to try my cum? <laughs> Can you come on my face? There's <laughs> the one that your asshole's all fucked up. What kind of weird things happen when no women are around? And a bunch of guys are on tour. <laughs> we were play so we were playing like an old high school gymnasium, and uh, and we were just waiting to play our gig. It was hours away, so we were like. Everybody all of a sudden just, I don't know how it came up, but we all had to shit, like four or five of us in the band. And we're like, how about we all shit in the toilet and don't flush it and then shit on top of each other's shit. Uh, and then, and one of the guys, our friend that was helping us out is like 400 pounds. So he was the, the first one to go and his was massive. So we just kept shitting on top of each other's shit. And the last guy to do it had to stand on the rim of the toilet because the shit was up above the toilet lid. What the like, fuck? Like Jenga. We called it the quadruple poop and we took pictures of it. And, uh, but dude, dude, you ever been in like a, um, you know, you go to one of those porta potties, and they never clean oh, them for some reason. Nah. You know, yeah. I don't know. There's just shit oh my, everywhere, shit on the floor, shit everywhere, and it stinks yeah. to high heaven. I mean, why would you guys put yourself through that? You know what I mean? It just <laughs> there's no disgusting. women. Yeah, but how, how did you even flush it down, dude? We didn't. We left it, and we waited they were for somebody else. Planning on it, they climbing the wall. They played and dumb, we, and we giggled as other people walked into the bathroom, and because we knew they wouldn't. Be able oh, to that was the down. fun. That's when the women come into it. When they they really got turned yeah. on. <laughs> By the way, uh, Richard mentioned he's going for a physical. Richard's doctor is on the phone. Yes, sir. How are you, doctor? Uh, 
the office is closed. Don't come. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Richard said. Richard, your doctor right, said uh, he's, 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 he doesn't want to see you. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, anyway, yeah. Real quick, too. Will Murray has the greatest porta potty shit story ever. Um, if he wants, he, it's so funny at the at one of the horse races, right, Will? Yeah, my buddy was at Preakness, and he said that the the um, porta potty was overflowing with shit so much it was a mountain of shit. And then at the top of the porta potty were two butt cheek imp- uh, imprints. So oh. somebody had like gotten in that trunk and just sat on the pile of shit. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, nice! Oh wow, that guy's my uh, hero. Well, you want to get back to Cardi B and her uh, shitting stories, or what? Yeah, the, <laughs> the staff can match her story for story. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So the last one I played you is she had that stomach one where issues. She was sitting on the bowl, right? And she Wasn't and that she. The last yeah, one? That's the last one. Uh, I think I had enough shitting. Cardi B doesn't only talk about shitting. Here's one from uh, earlier this year, recommending laser hair removal. Okay, right. let's hear this. Listen, she's got 140 million uh, followers. She must know what she's doing. We get a little dark down there or in our underarms. And y'all be putting, y'all be putting turmeric. Y'all be putting lemons and shit. Bitch, you're making, you're not making a tea with your pussy. Stop making teas with your pussy. This is the real facts of it all. You need to laser. That's the issue. You need to laser your pussy and your underarm. It was yaki. My hair down there, yaki, bitch. Now it's Indian Remy. Indian Remy. And guess what? Three more sessions. I'm not even going to have hair. I'm not even going to have hair. I'm going to be with like one of those alien cats. <laughs> what? I don't know. King of all blacks, uh, what do you have to say about Cardi B? Like, uh, uh, I find it, obviously, I find it sexy. But but not for the reasons why you think. Well, that part, too. But what it is, is I think Cardi B is actually the perfect woman. And really? I, I'll tell you why. Because she's like, she's like open, like she doesn't hide what she's doing. Like she's like every, every, she's like every woman, but she has money, but she still has to act like she's from the Bronx. And, and also she will cook you a meal, even though she has money. And, Hmm. and, and I think that she would date. I think she would date a guy that works at a gas station or something like that as long as she's always looking for love. What are you talking about? She's married to an offset. He's a famous rapper. Yes, but the the thing is with him, she always thinks he's cheating on having problems now. Because he got right. I'm not sure I understand your. Uh, what about all the shitting stuff? You want to hear all that? I mean, you want your woman to be shitting like that? I mean, I like it because it shows her vulnerable. She's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you see a woman that's perfect, and you never know. See, she seems like she's not vulnerable. We men like women that are vulnerable. I do. I do. I don't like women that's too headstrong. And, I like a right. take There you go. He likes the. Sh- uh, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I think he's. I'm glad that he knows his lane. He knows what he likes. Here, Cardi is talking about her husband, and she reveals the reason why she only lets him come on one side of her face. What? Yeah. 
She she only lets offset come on her face on one side. Hmm. I don't got no panties on right now. I'm just laying on the bed with a tank top and no fucking panties. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I got my son's name, Taddy, bitch. I know, wait, <laughs> my daughter. I got my daughter named Taddy, culture, and I got my son's name on my face. So now that I got my son's name on my face, I told Offset to bust nuts on this side of my face. Because, you know, it's kind of weird. Like, don't touch this side of the face. Touch this side of the face. You know what I'm saying? Like, make sure you don't bust over here. Bust nuts here. Gee, he busts a nut on the side where the kid's tattoo name is. Isn't. No, no, isn't. Right. Isn't, like yeah. the side that doesn't have the tattoo. Mm. Interesting lady, huh? She had Ladies. to tell him that he he would have busted a nut on the tattoo. It'd be fucked up to bust a nut on your kid's name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, okay. Well, anyway, she's got a lot of followers. There you go. You asked for it. You got it. Now, you know, I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to read you some. Oh, you know, while we were talking to Richard, I meant to mention, believe it or not, I don't know how, how this all happened, but this weekend on Howard 101, the weekend of horror for Halloween weekend oh, will feature we the doing? will feature the scariest moments from our show leading up to the premiere of Richard Christie's favorite Halloween special on Sunday. Richard is throwing a Halloween party with a live studio audience of fans, believe it or really? not. Really? And I think he uh, interviews. Did you get the interview, Spanguli? And uh, Richard loves Spanguli. He did a couple of different. I did. Interviews. Howard, I can never thank you enough for everything you've done for me. I mean, this has been a dream month and a dream like Halloween season. Right. Because not only, like, when you had me talk about Terrifier 2 on the air, that was so goddamn fun. And, but also for your channels to, to let me do a Halloween special. And I got to talk to Svinguli, who was super nice. And I dressed as Svinguli. Yeah, by I the way, you got to see pictures of this, Robin. Richard dressed up as Svinguli, but uh -huh. like, Richard is 50 times more fucked up looking than Svenguli. Like, Svenguli's put together. You know, he knows his look. Right. Well, he's been doing that makeup for 43 years. I just threw mine on. I mean, it is disturbing seeing Richard as Svenguli. And I'm sure it threw Svenguli for a loop. Oh, it did. But, uh, he, when he came, when he saw me, he was like, he was kind of taken aback a little bit. By the way, the fans are dressed up as Howard Stern staff and characters from the Howard Stern show. Is oh, that correct? Oh, really? Yeah. 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 We're going to do a costume contest. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And I also, I got to interview Joe Bob Briggs, who's like, who I worship, one of my favorite horror hosts, and Elvira. Well, first of all, too. tell people, Svenguli was your childhood hero, right? You love Svenguli. Well, you know, I did. I, well... He was only on in Chicago for a long time, but I remember I had friends from Chicago that would show me VHS tapes of him. So yeah, I would, I became a huge fan. And then when he came on me TV, it was like the greatest thing in the world. Cause then he was nationwide. And uh, I know Robin watches me TV. He's on every <laughs> Saturday night. So, what about yeah. Joe Bob Briggs? Who is that? Okay. So he's been hosting horror movies since the eighties. He started on the movie channel. 
my parents had a satellite dish, so I used to watch him late at night. He'd show, like, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and The Exorcist and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And so he was one of the original horror hosts I loved. And then also, Elvira, I w- I've been a fan of since I was a little kid. I got to oh, talk yeah. to her. Um, Richard, you know, so I, I nice. listen. To, I listen to his stuff ahead of time. Richard got to interview Elvira. Richard's like the worst interviewer because, uh-huh. um, like, Elvira starts to tell a story, and Richard just talks about himself. Oh um, dear! Yeah, it's great. I mean, uh, I think Elvira was creeped out by Richard, honestly, because he just knew a little too much. You know, I think it was a little weird for her. Well, I read but her here. book, so I was informed. <laughs> Yeah, well, here here's Richard with Elvira. I love too how Rob Zombie puts a lot of those people in your in his movies too. Like you're in the monsters. I gotta say, we had a freaking blast shooting it. It was in uh, Hungary, and that's where you filmed Elvira's mm-hmm. Haunted Hills as well, in Romania. Right? In Romania, yeah. yeah. And obviously, Mistress of the Dark is and more that, popular. But I watched that last night again for about oh, the hundredth time. Oh my god. <laughs> On Shutter, wow. on Shutter, with you hosting it Good too, it was God. awesome. Oh my God, I'm getting starting to get scared. <laughs> yeah. mm. Am I scared? Well, it is Halloween yeah. season, so security. He's, he's scaring Elvira, you know, yeah. and and, and like, like the woman goes, "I'm with a stalker." Richard goes, "Hey, you know, um, I'm fascinated. You know, Rob Zombie put you in Munsters," and she goes, "Yes." As a matter of fact, we filmed in Hungary, and she's about to tell an interesting story, but he's yeah, like, she's like, "Yeah, she's like, yeah, freaking great time." He was yeah, right yeah, away. Yeah, she wanted to tell you about the great time she had in Hungary with Rob Zombie, which would have been interesting. And you go, yeah. And then you also filmed in Hungary. And then she goes, well, yes. And and, and, (laughs) you're almost as bad as Bobo with your questions. (laughs) I never claimed to be a great interviewer. I'm just kind of gushing over these people. Yeah, yeah, and Richard actually shit himself only uh, four times during the Elvira conversation. (laughs) That was scary as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. And so, Alex uh, Vincent, who plays the little boy in Child's Play, I uh, got to interview him as well. He's an awesome wow. dude and a big fan of the show. And then uh, isn't Sal part of the Halloween special? You're good. Sal's going to do a special reading of the audience members. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that might have been supposed to be a surprise. but uh, <laughs> Oh, I didn't know. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I think the audience hearing this now is going to be super excited that he's going to be there. Sal claimed to me he's going to do a reading of one of the audience members and that, uh, Sal requested that he be listening to a very specific frequency to channel his psychic abilities. It's the 528 hertz frequency track. This is, here it is. This is what Sal will be listening to during the Halloween special when he does this reading, which removes negative emotions. Right, Sal? Mm-hmm. Can you give us a, an idea of what kind of things you'll be reading? Uh, can you read anything in this room? Uh, nothing's coming to me yet. Okay, take your time. Well, Howard, I do well, have this is something. just like it's going to be at the party. Yeah, great, it's great radio, take, by the way. It'll be an hour of this music until <laughs> Sal finds something out. Sal, you better practice. You're not getting I got, anything. I do, I do have something, Howard. I, I, might freak, I might freak you out, but I'm being dead serious. Okay. So, your father collected something that you didn't right. reveal on the air. Part of okay. it when he passed away and he left things to you. This is a beautiful thing. 
He left me nothing. <laughs> well, hold on. Um, you know, you went through his stuff, like you said, on air, and his box, and his notes, and it was very touching. Um, but one thing you didn't mention that your father is telling me is that your father, back in the day, collected... He passed away, and he left things to you. This is a beautiful thing. He left me nothing. <laughs> well, hold on. Um, you know, you went through his stuff, like you said, on air, and his box, and his notes, and it was very touching. Um, but one thing you didn't mention that your father is telling me is that your father, back in the day, collected vinyl records prior to them being vinyl. It's when the records used to be shellac. Remember the hard records? Yeah. And your father has classic shellac-style records that he left behind part right, of his okay. collection listen so listen to richard's to richard's gonna have a halloween special you are a fucking weirdo I tell is he you. right howard oh yeah yeah big collection of uh, wax records shellac shellac shellac, shellac. Is that yeah, he wants you to come over a thousand he can throw them at your head yeah like a frisbee I'm, you know what i'm reading like odd job in james bond i'll chop your head off howard wants to shellac you sal <laughs> Well, that's what I'm just letting you know that those those records are for you. Those are the sh Thank old you. shellac records. You're welcome. All right. Well, I'm going to go listen. So I'm going to drop everything and go look for those. But uh, uh, well, which one was his favorite one? What was the title? Uh, I don't know. But the, one of them has definitely a red a red label on a bright red label. Oh. One of the shellac records. So <laughs> that, all right. that's all I could see. I'm, I'm not, I don't claim to be perfect at this, Robin. Do me a favor, Sal, if you write, throw those out, because I don't want more junk in my house. Okay, you got it. Uh, so he, uh, this weekend, the fun with Sal and Richard. Sal was supposed to be a secret guest. We've ruined the surprise, but no, Sal. You know, I might be wrong about that. We had talked about that at one time, and then I think, oh, I don't know if people will be that surprised anyway. So yeah, I think so Sal, uh, uh, any chance that Sal's penis will be involved, or are you going to keep it uh, G-rated? We might dress him up. Ah, a special costume for your penis. Okay, <laughs> right. okay. Uh, there it is. A lot of hijinks. I'll do the painting. <laughs> All right. Um, and Sal's going to do a special reading, which is ironic because Sal can't read in general. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> he can but, only do psychic reading. <laughs> that's right. Psychic. Yeah, that he does. He, with spirits, he can read when he has the spirit. Uh, so this weekend on Howard 101, the weekend of horror will feature the scariest moments from our show leading up to the premiere of Richard Christie's favorite Halloween special on Sunday. Richard's throwing that Halloween party with a live studio audience of fans, and it's going to be really incredible. Um, is Gary Delabate participating in it? Yes, I Gary heard, will oh. be there as well. Yes. yes. I, first, Howard, I'm with you. I hate Halloween for grown-ups. It's great for right. kids. For, right. so all the stuff that Richard's doing seems infantile to me, but I'm going to go be there and, and humor him on a special, but they wanted me to dress up, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to dress up. Oh, well, you got to dress up. You got to put on some kind of costume. Wear a Howard Stern costume. Do something. Okay. Listen, you're going to be part of it. Uh, Richard is hosting with Rasan and Gary. Is Rasan going to dress up or is, uh, yes, he says, I think, he of says course. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll feel out of place, Gary, if you don't dress I up. I won't. I, I, I really won't. I think it's, well, you can come as somebody famous, Gary. He'll Delamonte. be dressed up as a guy that shit all over his floor at his house. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, he yeah. should wear a costume like everybody else. If you're going to be in the spirit of it, um, you know. Techno beaver. Be a beaver. Be a beaver. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, that would be great if Gary. If, if, if the fans, beaver. if the fans are going to be attending wearing costumes and the show uh, people are going to be wearing costumes, of course you put on a costume, right, Sal? Absolutely, Gary. You should glue some corn on your face. Just a few pieces of corn. You look like a piece of shit. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so I've been saving that one. <laughs> so that's not nice. <laughs> Gary, dress, Gary, dress as a producer. No one will believe it. No one will know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Howard, can I ask Gary something? Gary, is there... Gary, dress as somebody who's awake and working. <laughs> <laughs> we have a rose. Oh, my goodness. He's unleashed. Uh, yeah. You're going to steal the show when you go and try to contact somebody and nothing happens. You know, Sal's been talking about this thing for weeks, and then we have a meeting last week. And all of a sudden, Sal, out of nowhere, goes, well, I can't promise you I can contact anybody. We're like, dude, you said you could do this. And now all of a sudden, he's like backing off it. I'm, I'm going to try my best, Gary. Unlike you, you know, I'll do my best. You're full of shit is the problem. You know you know that, that you can't contact anybody, right? You realize that. Gary, dress as a pumpkin. You could be a jackass or lantern. By the way, uh, one of the fans is coming dressed as Richard's cum hat. Oh, oh that's so awesome. Very creative. They'll probably win the contest if there's a contest. What about underdog? Benji should, Benji should, should come and just wear the real cum hat. That could right? be his costume. I was thinking about Benji. Would you think the Drew Barrymore dating game was hard for Benji? Because I know he wanted a shot. He at wanted Drew. to play. Yeah. yeah, Gary, you're shaking your head. Yes. Um, was it? Did you get any feedback? No, but I think it's. I think it's um, probably goes even a little deeper than that. I think it's probably like, why Blit? Why not me? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it gets. To, it gets to be that kind of thing. You know what it was? I felt Blit is. Um, I don't know. He's just a little bit, you know, I really wanted love for Drew. I, I'm being upfront. I didn't want it to turn into a circus. And I love the way it went. I like the guy she picked, Clark. He's going to be on the Drew Barrymore show, by the way. She's having him on. They're going to have a whole uh, discussion. I don't know what that's going to be like. And uh, uh, But I like to see the relationship progress. I feel if Benji had gotten on there, it would have been too goofy. Like, and uh, uh, but I like to see the relationship progress. I feel if Benji had gotten on there, it would have been too goofy. You know what I mean? A you blit couldn't while... have Benji and Blit, right? No, no way, Robin. And and so I had to choose one of them. And I thought uh, Blit. I don't know. He just seemed a little bit more normal than Benji. And and I know that I had heard through the grapevine. Uh, Benji told Blit that he was sad to be left out of it. And I knew that, but I have to do what's best for the show. So, Benji, uh, do you want to talk to me about it? Was it, dif I, in a serious manner, can you describe to me, was it difficult for you to be left out of it? I don't want shtick. Thank you. No, his uh, mic's not on. Yeah, oh, there he is. Oh, oh. So, why aren't you answering? What are you staring for? I had to switch something. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, it was hard. It was, like, I... Yeah, I was, I was, I was happy for Blit in the sense he, I was, I, he did really well, right? But I was super jealous, super jealous right. for sure, right? And then, and then what Gary said too, it's like, oh, you know what, what? But it, I, I also get like we have opportunity, like 
every fucking day is like so much opportunity on the show. Like even just now talking. So it's like, I'm grateful for that. But yeah, I'm, I also think I actually, I think I could have won based mm. on, based on who she picked, based on the kind of connection I would have with her. I, I think I could have. What do but, you, what, what, you heard the questions in your mind. Do you now recall anything you might have said to Drew Barrymore where you feel you would have won? I mean, I had like lines in my head, like, uh, like when they said about like, would you sell Drew out to the tabloids? I was gonna say I I, I would have sold I would have sold the Cameron Diaz story about her putting her hand in my lap, I things see. like that. Right, you would have been funny but respectful. We missed yeah. out because Benji would have won. But how good? Like that, how right? good? How good? Exactly. How? Listen to that answer. You could see he might have won. But, but when, um, when, when you when you explain a joke that's not in the moment, so it's always going to come across. Benji, when you heard John Blitz' song to Drew Barrymore, you certainly had to be impressed with that. Could you have done better than uh, Blit with a song? I don't know that you could have written the a song, song like part. Might have been tough. I wrote a song at the moment and stuff, but it might have been tough. Yeah. Let me hear. I I, I don't know. If I what? <laughs> He's seeing if he can find it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's uh wait, what's the the English modern English song Melt with You? Can you hum that? Hum it. I don't know that song. Melt with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go go. Oh, okay. Keep going, keep going. Right, Richard has it the best. Can you do it, Richard? I beg to be in this game and lobby best. And why to Howard and was quite a pest. Saw you and ever after and fell for your heart and face. That, keep humming, Richard. Well, I don't want to drown you out. You, help, yeah, please. Then I knew for sure after fifty first dates. Walk in the oh, I was gonna hold chicken. Walk in the park with me and my pup, Chicken Drew. You're the opposite of Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong Un. You're so sweet and kind. Can I can I be honest with you, Benji? And I'm not saying this to be funny. I, I think Drew would have hated you. I I think she would have despised you and probably would have maced you uh, rather than dated you. I I, I never heard. But it that so song is the first Mom. song she ever had a kiss to. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Okay. All right. Listen. She well, you didn't get song. to participate. I felt bad too. I would have liked to have let you had the opportunity. I, I know. I was you, talking to Blit today. Like I couldn't. Like I was like, oh my god. Like like. Can you imagine, like, being on her show? Now, now, right. Blitz says he wouldn't really, which I believe him. He's like, he would, he's glad he's not on the show. But my God, that would be like out of a fucking movie. That would have been your heroine to be on yeah. the Drew Barrymore show as her boyfriend. Oh my God. Who knows Benji's what it been sharing been. with that with me for years that he's always had a thing for Drew Barrymore. Like I interviewed him last year and Drew Barrymore is like, I could see myself with Drew Barrymore once I lose the weight. So that Drew has been genuinely on his mind for years and it's it's not i think she's beautiful she's pretty but she's not my type actually physically but hmm. in her personality i think is incredible well i, I tell you as uh, someone who's hung around with you your personality i would describe as incredible too i've never quite <laughs> met anyone like you and uh, two incredible personalities might have been uh, incredible maybe too much well you're being sarcastic i actually no no you're incredible i've never ever well, met being anyone sarcastic. like you i actually think i, I would I, connect I, with drew very well well uh you know i'm gonna i'll break it to you this way benji the guy who won he was good he said to her if I was at the Academy Awards and Chris Rock made a joke about you and you got upset, I'd hold your hand. I don't know that you'd have the sensitivity to come up with that. 
uh, right in the midst of a game. You know what I mean? I think that this guy was tapped in emotionally, this uh, Clark. And uh, I don't know. So I don't feel too bad. I don't think you would have won, you know. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I, I think I would have had a good shot, though. All right. Well, we'll, well never know. Uh, yeah, you can speculate all you want. You can't get yeah. an answer. Easy to say now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, did you? Th you thought Blit did well as being charismatic and fun. Yeah, I thought he did really well. Okay. Yeah, he did. He did. He did well. He Thank did you. well. Thank yeah. you. All right. All right, boys. Well, no Drew Barrymore for you. Do you know? Um, did you think of Clark when you look at him as like that? Girls would love him. <laughs> Look, you don't know. You see, you're talking like a dude now, and you're doing I, what I, I am. do. As a guy who's been rejected like you, you were like, <laughs> "Look at that guy! Look at that guy! What girl would like him? What girl would like?" I look at you. I look at Blit, and my wife thinks both of you guys are good looking. And I go, "You got to be insane." Blit and Benji are good looking. She goes, "They're very handsome guys." I was. I don't see it. We're heterosexual. We I was shocked it. how women would talk about like uh, Tom Chiasano. Like I, I oh, didn't know. What? Come on. Tom oh, Chiasano's. Tom Chiasano. You had to be able to see Tom Chiasano. That man looked God. like a model. You don't see that. He was good looking. That guy I, was like me, model. I saw, he, he, he modeled. Looked, yeah. I believe that now, but I, but, but I, as a, when I was younger, I just thought he was very boring looking. Look, he was a very I'll tell nice you guy, but. Can I tell you something? Oh yeah. Bore me with those looks. <laughs> like for sure. Like I look at Richard, I can tell he's, no girls are into him. Okay. Hey. I get it. That hey. I get. Sorry, Richard. I don't Richard better out. be funny. Yeah. Yeah. He better <laughs> come up with some drums or something. I had to try. Uh, yeah. Benji, I see why kind of girls might think you're good looking, but you know, I'm not sure. Right. And, and I yeah. never, but, but my wife thinking Blit was so handsome caught me completely off guard. I was like, Oh, I poor Blit. Look at it. He looks like he's been in a fire. I didn't even know that Blit was good looking. I wouldn't well, even know that. Like Robin had a huge crush on George, the first George Bush. That's to me like a Tom C. look. I would never think woman. Well, would that was just crazy talk. That was insane. I mean, I don't know where Robin came up with that. He that had a nuts. charisma, Howard. Come on. No, no that was you the funniest thing ever. You weren't in his presence. You weren't in his presence. But I understand why women like Brad Pitt, I that can see I, it. I do, too. I see it. his face is beautiful. Right. I like looking at Brad Pitt's face. I but, do and, and I could now even like uh, my <laughs> wife said, Clark is really good looking. The guy who won the day, I could see that he's a handsome guy. You know what I mean? I could see that he's got a, a look going that chicks might dig. Um, you know, so he has good hair. I was looking. Yeah, at Benji was infatuated on. by his hair and With also hair. sharing. Yeah, Benji's also considering thinking about wanting to get a hair transplant. He was well, I was. Me. I yeah. was. But I went to some consultations, but... He's been thinking they, about that for years. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you, I think maybe they've perfected it somewhat, Benji. I see some guys I know who are losing their hair, and now all of a sudden they got a full head of hair. But, they, uh, you know, you're pretty bald, though. I, I mean, I can imagine it'd be very <laughs> painful. You know what I mean? Like, you've lost I, the, a lot of the hair. Pain, the pain isn't the scary <laughs> 20 part. 20-hour operation. It's... Uh, yeah. If it if it would work, and with they, pubic they, hair, you should do. There's, I know a guy who's been doing them with pubic hair, and it looks pretty good. I could really. You. I mean, yes. I like curly hair, so that'd be cool. <laughs> I heard that guy came all over his own head. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Barbie, hi, you're on there. This is Barbie from California. What can I do for you? Morning, Howard. Morning, Robin. Morning. Good morning. Uh, with I don't mean to be sound horrible, but. In what world does Benji think he has a chance with Drew Barrymore? 
I mean, I've seen Benji. He's hideous. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. But I mean, he's, he's, I know he's lost weight. I listen to the show every day. I just don't understand. Where does he think he has a chance? Or is this In a, a format like this, if it, facially like, uh, well, she didn't see the guys anyway. She did, She wouldn't right. have seen us. Benji, that was the worst song I have ever heard. <laughs> that, But she, it was special to her because it was, she always thinks of her first kiss when she hears that song. And I, oh and God, I would have. delusional. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, I think I also, that sounds a little delusional. I don't know. I also would have. Uh, in the moment, you put a lot more energy into it. If I was actually doing it to Drew, and and also, oh my God, vocally, you are boring me now. I'm not even being mean. But like, <laughs> no, no, you actually are. But vocally, oh my God. I uh, talking voice. I have you the best voice. You guys should go on a date. I think there's some. You chemistry. feel your, you feel your voice is the best out of all the guys. Uh, well, it, it depends what you what you say is best, but for attracting a woman, for attracting Drew Barrymore in that format, wow. yes, my voice <laughs> was the best. <laughs> Women love my voice. Benji does have a good, sexy voice. Yeah, yeah. He does. Let me close voice. my eyes. No, Maybe no, no, that's, that's the problem. I'm not I mean, even me, doing a fake sexy Say, say something sexy. Go ahead. I got my eyes shut. <laughs> okay, Howard, I'm, I'm kissing your neck. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, my hands. Okay. Oh. Stubble. <laughs> <laughs> Women no. love my voice. <laughs> no, but that's like a phony one. But when I talk for real and I see Robin is actually taking it in, when I talk for real, women love my voice. Well, I don't know. It, it's what you say they don't love. <laughs> but you I wish we had let you. Now, now I'm sorry I didn't love. let you play, just so you would have seen. <laughs> I mean, maybe you would have won. From now, he'll be saying uh, he could have won the Drew Dialer date, and she missed out on the greatest guy, him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should have put him in the game just to prove something. Can we bring her back so she can talk <laughs> yeah. to Benji. A sequel. Mm-hmm. I don't but know. Also- I, I, all I know is what I can base on facts, Barbie, that one time uh, a blind date showed up to meet Benji. She saw him, <laughs> and then she said she had to leave because her son was in a car accident 24 oh. <laughs> hours earlier. Like I would have done the same thing. I would have turned blind, too. I would have well, turned that, blind. Did, right. Didn't you have a date, Benji, that just never showed up? Or was, that, was that the same one? I, 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 yeah. I And she heard I mean, your I'm voice. Sure I have had a date that didn't show up, but... But I, I only tell the bad news. Well, stories it was the voice that got her to the to the restaurant, right. but then she right. saw Benji and <laughs> Can you imagine? remembered her um, son was in an accident. Hi, Benji. Um, uh, <laughs> I, my son was in a car accident 24 hours ago. I need to leave. But it's <laughs> she came all Barrymore, the way there. Benji, it's yeah. Drew Barrymore. I mean, you've got to get someone more realistic for you. Maybe you're, that's you're, the problem. No, but it was this. It was this format. That would would have given me a chance. Well, you're right. I saw Benji with Anna Nicole Smith. He did make out with her in my bathroom, uh, but <laughs> then he went work. to her. Well, he went to the hotel room. She wanted nothing to do with him after she I made think, out. Yeah, with him. could he even get in the door? I mean, nah, he was. Nah. I'll you tell know, you, I've been getting. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Benji made <laughs> out with with uh, Anna Nicole. Uh, rest in peace. And uh, then he he got her number somehow, and he went up to her hotel. Somehow he wang- wrangled his way into her hotel room, and the next thing I know, she wouldn't even kiss him again. So it was really right. bad. Right, Gary? Right, I, I'm going to defend Benji on this one a little bit, because um, what happened was we just let them be one-on-one. 
right? We let them be one on one. They were in the bathroom and he was, you know, doing sexy talk to her and she seemed to be digging it. And mm. then we said, Hey, can Benji come over later? And I think by the time her handlers and her people got her back to the room, everyone was like, we're keeping this guy out. Oh, what a shame. Oh, I didn't realize. That could have been Anna Nicole Bronk. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm on, uh, I've gotten so many emails recently and like text messages about Anna Nicole because on, uh, TikTok now they play that segment of me defending her. And I'm like, everyone thinks I'm a, this huge hero for defending her about you wanting to weigh her. Everyone thinks that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone <laughs> thinks that he. What's that? No one thinks that, Benji. <laughs> All right. Well, go, go on, go on Twitter or TikTok. You'll see. Like, I, I, all these like he did like, make uh, out with her, and I and I and I think we should acknowledge that. I mean, that was a big success Benji had with a famous woman, and who knows what would have happened. Yeah. All right. I will. Well, maybe I will say safe. you have had a hot chick. You've had a good-looking girl. You've had a good run. Just be more realistic. That that might guide you better. I I love the fact that you're positive. It's just. It's yeah, he's had good-looking women. Barbie. Do you think any of those guys? Typically, maybe maybe the Josh the singer, but any of them would typically have gotten into Drew's orbit. No, but when you're in oh, a format like right. this, you have a chance. All right. Well, and, and, anyway, uh, Benji, congratulations! You've convinced us that you have a beautiful voice, <laughs> a, a voice so beautiful. Robin uh, kept you out of her uh, hospital room when you tried to visit her. And, um, and uh, but yes, Beth dating Clark made me realize. Ralph may have been right that Beth was initially interested in him because Clark is sort of like <laughs> metrosexual. Oh, get out of here. They're practically identical twins. <laughs> no, no. Right. Just in having like both sides, like a feminine side eh. and a masculine side. Eh. Oh, get out. Clark is By on the, the phone. Way. He wants to talk to you, Benji. Eh. Wait a second. Hi, Clark. Hey, why don't you tell this blotchy guy to go fuck off? Right, Donald Duck? <laughs> there you go. All right. Obviously not Clark. All right. Benji, thank you. Enough of this. Uh, thank you, Barbie. Uh, Harry, Harry, can, yeah. can I try to seduce this caller really quickly? Go ahead. Take off your clothes and fuck me or I will stab you with the knife in my back pocket. Right. I, I have right. And that was in my sexy voice. To anyone here... We, we both go on the phone. We call random women off from from the internet or the phone books if they still exist, and we right. see who can seduce them quicker. I have a better uh, idea. Then you have phone sex. We both go to the street, me and you, Benji, wearing like bags on our head, and try and seduce women with our voices. I I, I would do that just even if not for the show. I'd love to do that with you. Deal. He'd love that would to do that excellent. all the time with you. Let's do it next week. Benji loves wearing bags on his head. Yeah. It's not the first time. All right. Listen, uh, good idea, guys. I look forward to hearing that challenge. Benji versus John Blitt in a bag over the head, voices only, seducing women off. on the street. A bag off. That's right. That would be the great bag off. Thank you, Richard, and congratulations on your big Halloween special. Thanks, Al. Um, let me take a break now, which I've been threatening to do because we've been covering a lot of ground let me see if i should read the, let me see what the fans are saying oh, more stuff on the drew barrymore dating game well that's old oh you're looking at the wrong day <laughs> yeah this is back this is back in like a hundred years ago hold on a second ah here we go 
Oh, yeah, I got to mention this. Because I was playing this for my wife last night. During the break, I went upstairs to check on my cat, Yoda. I tell you, I'm in a nightmare with that. I really am. You know, the problem we're having is we got to, you know, he is, he's dying. And uh, so we're giving him an appetite stimulant and a little bit of a steroid to make him comfortable because, you know, he, he's still got some life in him, but we don't we we want to make it so we can see the signs when he's uncomfortable. So that's when he'll have to go to sleep. But we don't know exactly like the vet is telling us all the different signs to look for. But I don't know if we're so good at seeing him because we love him so much and it's just impossible to say goodbye. I always think I waited too long. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Beth, I come down for for breakfast this morning. Beth says, I don't know. Yoda's just like, look at him over there. And I go, yeah, he don't look too good. And uh, she goes, how do you think it's, she goes, do you think it's time? I go, me? What the fuck do I know? I'm a stupid ass radio guy. I don't know what, if it's his time, but I can't bear it. And then she Does announces to me. Does he get up and come over to you? Or? No, he's not no. been doing that. He's uh, intermittently. But but like he's having all he's not doing all his usual fun things. Yeah. But um, I can't bear it. And then she announces to me, you know, like like as if I had any say in it. She says, you know, you're going to have to be with him when they put him to sleep. I can't do it. And I went, whoa, 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 wait a second. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I never what, thought know, I was doing this alone. <laughs> well, I did it for my cat, Sophia. And I did, did it for, yes. Beth said she couldn't handle it. Would I go in? I went in. I cried so hard. I don't mean like a little bit of tears. Like, um, like a, like, like a, a woman. A, a real like a, blubbering. A, a blubbering in front of the veter- <laughs> veterinarian. <laughs> and her assistant. Oh, even the assistant. You didn't even. Uh, I said, yeah, ceremony for the uh, no, I couldn't hold it back. I was too sad. It, th- that shit gets me. I mean, I was like a mess. And I didn't like it because, you know, I'm very masculine and macho, Robin. You yeah, know that. you never cry in front of anybody. No. No. Um, I mean, it was embarrassing. The vet handed me a tampon. Uh, <laughs> listen i got no problem crying i if i gotta cry i gotta cry i'm a human being and and more men should cry but uh i gotta tell you i i said to beth well when did it become like my job here's the thing i want to be like a man to my wife because i'm so infrequently a man in the traditional <laughs> sense like i can't fix anything I don't take care of anything. Beth runs the whole household. Like whenever, like the other day, I hate to admit this. There was this big ass bug in my room. <laughs> and I was trying to capture the bug. It, he was so big. I didn't want to kill him. So I tried to catch him in a tissue and put him outside. I was going to put him outside the window and let him fly away. He was, uh-huh. he somehow got into the house. I felt bad for him. He wasn't like some little bug. He was like a full, like a inch and a half long. Well, I'm trying to pick up this bug. I, I, I called up Beth. I go, honey, can you get this bug out of the room and rescue him? And take? <laughs> she came in. She jumped right up, 
grabbed it with a tissue and put it right out the window. And I'm like, fuck, I'm the woman in this relationship. Because my dad was the guy who was called in to kill spiders in the house. Right. When we lived in Roosevelt, we had tons of spiders. And my mother would go, Ben! 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 Wolf! There's a spider! Oh! And then he'd go and get uh, a he'd tissue. Go action. <laughs> and he'd take his big hand and squish it. And then he just, like, he didn't even care. He'd be so masculine, you know. And now I'm like, Beth! <laughs> Beth! <laughs> and you get a spider out of my own friends. It's like, oh, uh, you douchebag. Well, then you so, should welcome this opportunity. I know. Like, I should be like, don't worry, honey. I'll take care of the cat when it's time. And uh, you know what, though? I can't. The pain of what I cannot watch this cat Yoda die. I can't do it. What am I going to do? But I got to do it. My wife can't do it. She's you a mess can't. already. What are you going to leave Yoda alone? With uh, no, no, I would never do that. So I'm going to have to do it unless you come over here and do it. That's I'm okay. Well, with I'm that. a stranger to Yoda. You're not that strange. <laughs> no, I got to do it. This is my wife's asking me, and I want to be a hero. Yeah. But it's going to be, t I can't say, like I, I was sitting with him the other day and I'm petting him. I go, Yoda, you're my boy. What are you doing? You got to rally. I can't handle this. I can't watch you die. You got to, you go over and eat something. You could, you did it once before. You were supposed to die after three weeks with a heart condition and you lived for seven years. Now you can do it again. So what if you got like 50 lumps of cancer in your lungs and in your, and in front of your heart? You could beat this. And I'm, 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 I was getting weepy talking to him. And I told him I loved him. I go, Yoda, I love you. And I'm like, looking at him, and he's alive. He's here. We should be able to do something. So I, if I'm doing that now, imagine when I got to sit there with him when he's being put to sleep. What am I, I going to do? I can't handle it. I'm busy with my mother. She's got problems. How much Look, can a man do? This is part of life. If you're, you know, I was saying this to somebody uh, a while back, that we have these beautiful relationships with these animals, but their lifespan isn't as long as ours. So it I know. comes with the territory. I know all that, but what am I going to do? I still can't handle it. You're going to go you. through it. You're going to feel oh. whatever you feel. You're going to express mm. it. Let Beth and it. you're going to be there for Yoda. Hi, Elizabeth. You're on the air in New York. Hi, Howard. Oh, my God. I'm like a 25-year longtime fan. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> so, that's, and I shouldn't be happy and excited because you're talking about something so horrible. Um, I We have a dog who's 17. I've had him longer than I've had one of my children. <laughs> and he's getting up there in age. And I understand completely like what you're going through and how it feels. Um, we had a dog who was 13 and last year it was time to put her to sleep. And I just want to tell I don't know if you know about this, but they have like vets who come to your house. Oh, I know so that. Not oh, okay. I, that's what I'm going to do with Yoda. I'm not taking him somewhere. Yeah. He's going to. Oh, no, no, no. It's traumatic for the poor animal. Like the poor animal, like 
they don't want to be in a metal like table oh. at the vet's office. It's terrible. I'm not worried about the animal. I'm worried about me. Yeah. I know. Yoda isn't going to know what hit him. I'm going to be a mess. I don't want to, you know. I know. All right, all right thank you. I know well, all that. I know you could take Believe me. Of course I know that. Yoda's going to die at home. I know that. I know that, Robin. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm just, I mean, I know probably in the next couple of days I'm going to have to go through this, and I don't know that I'm up to it. Well, yes, you are up to it. Mm. You took a cat in. That's part of the deal. Beth takes them in. I sit here and just go <laughs> along with it. Stop it. Ronnie, no. Ron, you were with your dog, right? You did it, and you told me you're never getting another dog because you had to go through it, but he did get another dog, right? But isn't it the hardest thing ever, honestly? Yeah, well, so when Dudley died, um, well, he got sick first, and he had he had cancer. Exactly. And he, he I mean, I mean, I can't even totally talk about it, but um, when I went, when went to the vet's office, we, we took him to the vet's office because the vet was a really good, you know, Stephanie worked there and she was a friend of ours and all this. And we, I sat in the room with him on the floor on a blanket. And first, like we gave, you know, how dogs are not supposed to have chocolate and stuff like that. Right. Uh, we gave him anything he wanted, chocolate chip cookies and, and chocolate bars and everything else. And everybody was in the vet's office. Everybody at work there, they were all crying. So now I'm sitting on the floor with him and on a blanket. And, I'm, you know, he's laying in my lap, his head and all that. Um, and they gave him the needle. And I'm sitting there and you could feel the body actually, like, dying. And when he died, actually he was gone. His eyes were still wide open, and that totally freaked me out. I still see that to this day. I, I can't get that picture out of my head of him, have his head in my lap, and his uh, his eyes are, like, still wide open, you know. And that, that killed me. It, it, it totally killed me. I could, I mean, for five years, I guess it's like he died in 2014. We just got a dog now. and And I didn't even want a dog now, but... You know, Stephanie being in the, you know, in the field and everything. And she always, she loves animals and I love animals. And then after that, we had, we had uh, rescued a cat that was 10 years old and said he wasn't going to live like another, like with your cat. Um, they say he wasn't going to live like another, you know, five months, a year or whatever. And meanwhile, um, we kept him alive for five years. And he, he had back problems. He couldn't walk. We, he used to walk on, uh, we got him a wheelchair type thing where his back legs, he could walk with his front legs, but that he had, you like had wheels on the back mm -hmm. so he could walk around. And like when he was, you know, he was going, when I, you I put Dudley to sleep. Were you there alone with the dog or did Stephanie go in with you? No, uh, Stephanie was there, but she wasn't in the room when they gave him the needle. I was. That's what I'm. Yeah. See, that's what Beth wants me to do, and I've done it once, and it was not. It didn't go well. No, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. And then what happened was, like, she had her dog 
and her dog was 15. And I spent two years during the pandemic with this dog every fucking day, like day and night. And Stephanie would be at work, 12 hour shifts or whatever. And I'd be home with the dog every day, every fucking day. And the dog got so attached to me that it, you know, when she, she got sick and, you know, the whole thing during the pandemic, <clears throat> I can't even talk about this. Um, she, he, uh, she, yeah, I'm sorry. She, um, had to go to the hospital and she, Stephanie called me from the hospital and she goes, I think it's time for Gracie to be put down. And do you want to come and say goodbye? I, I couldn't even do it. Nah, I just, I, said, I, I'm I sorry, don't need to bring this up. I, I can't do I, it. Am I, am I, am I ruining wet cunt Wednesday? For your uh, twi Twitter followers, I don't mean to bring you down. Hump day. You're ruining hump day for me. Oh, man. hump day. All right. I thought it was wet cunt Wednesday. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you, you're definitely ruining hump day for me. But uh, yeah, Thank God. Thank God, God I, I, yes. Yeah. I swore yeah. I'd never get another dog because I don't want to go through that. I mean, as much as I love animals and love having a dog, had a dog well, my whole life. You know, Let me ask up. you something. I know. Listen to me. I got six, seven cats here. So I keep going through this all the time. They're all dying. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this is crazy. Well, at like, least you guys have somebody to think about. Maybe she'll take care of it. I have to do it all for my animals whenever they die because I'm the one. Don't you have the captain to do that? The, the no, captain. I would never, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Where's Captain Kangaroo doing that? Be with my animals when they are making their transition, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, anyway. it's not a, it's not a fun thing. No, so I'm I got to go to do this. I don't know. I wish Beth would come down and tell me she wants to do it. <laughs> you well, you should see you. You know what? A, yeah. um, a mess. I am the the vet is actually that's why I always say I've waited too long every time because the vet is now trying to convince me that it's time to put them to sleep. And I can't even hear it. I said, well, what are we going to do next? Put who to and sleep? And they go. That my animals, when they've been dying, oh. when Max died, um, mm -hmm. the vet is like, it's, you know, he's trying to tell me it's time without saying it's time. Hey. And I'm just saying, well, what do we do now? What are we going to do? Since that didn't I work, see. what are we going to do? And he's finally like, look, there's nothing else to do. And he you know. said, this animal only wakes up when it hears your voice. He's not alive really much anymore. Well, I do want to mention on a happier note that Ronnie's got his birthday this weekend. and That's uh, right. Who yeah, knows? This could be his last one. I might have to put him to sleep. I, 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 don't, I don't want to think about that either because, you know, we got this dog and he's we got him. He's six months. He was six months old. So he just turned a year um, in August. Uh -huh. And I said to Stephanie, I said. <laughs> I don't have to worry about this dog putting him down because I'll probably be gone before him. You know, uh, how so. old are you going to be? What's and you got any big plans for the weekend for the birthday uh, weekend? Yeah, I, I, I hate to think about my birthdays. I don't even count them anymore. Uh, right. Seventy three and Jesus Christ, no, no big plans. I mean, we're going. I think we're going out to dinner with some friends, but that's it. 
You know, no big deal. Yeah, no, we're ha that's not true. We're having a fucking party, and we're going to have fucking cool games. We're going to have cock ring toss, pin the <laughs> tail on the clit. We're going to have musical chairs, but one of the chairs is a big dildo sticking out of the top. So when the music stops, oh, 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 oh boy, that feels good. Cunt pong. We're going to be playing cunt pong. Well, it's that sounds good. Ping pong ball into a woman's cunt, and she shoots it back out Ronnie at Ronnie Puppet, you sound like you're having the yeah. kind of birthday Ronnie should have. If he was here, yeah. he would be doing something fun. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, I'll, be do, I'll, do, so I'll do something fun, but, it, you know, I, I just don't like birthdays anymore. Right. I, I understand. I understand. I, Ronnie hate Richard Today wished Friday's Ronnie my a birthday. What? I'm gonna get some cunt, yeah. <laughs> gonna get some pussy. Stick a dildo in my asshole. <laughs> gonna wear a cock ring. Take some horny goat weed. Cut, 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 cut. All right, Ronnie Papa, having a real yeah, Ronnie wild. birthday. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's on fire. He's on he's fire. On <laughs> Don't you think uh, you ought to toss. replace that that dildo in your ass with a candle? It's your birthday. <laughs> Richard wished uh, Ronnie a happy birthday before the show started, and Ronnie seemed pissed. He didn't like uh -huh. it. He does not want to be told happy birthday. He, he thinks yeah, it's well, like... first of all, it's not my birthday yet, and he's right, right. away he's wishing me a happy birthday with, right. with his, you know, that big stupid smile on his face like he has. Right, right, and, right. You know, and I hate my fucking <laughs> birthday, so, you know, yeah. I, oh, I wasn't okay. thrilled about it, especially at... Uh, 20 to 4 in the morning, you know. Let's yeah. go to uh, Kathleen. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Ronnie Puppet. Kathleen right. in Ohio, you're on the air. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Robin. Hey, now the rest of the staff. Um, I tried to call in yesterday um, when you were talking about the Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix, and I'd like to tell you it is absolutely fabulous. You really need to give it a go. Okay. Um, so much stuff is... Real, um, so many people dropped the ball early on. Uh, his first victim, Stephen Hicks uh, from Highland High School, he was pulled over when he had him in the back of the car, and they let him go. Um, the acting is phenomenal. Just Evan Peters that that portrayed. All right, him. all right. What do you work for Netflix? I mean, uh, what, what, no, what, what, I went to school with him. I went to school with Jeffrey Dahmer. You went to school with Jeffrey Dahmer. I well, did. Well, that, that's the lead comment you should be making. Yeah, you buried about... the lead, as they say yeah. in the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. tell me about that. You knew Jeffrey Dahmer as a, a high school boy. <clears throat> yes, I did. He was very reserved and quiet, well-mannered. He did have a huge drinking problem, though. He always had a flask of liquor in his back pocket. I did not wow. have any classes with him, but I did see him in the halls or lunchroom or whatever on a daily basis, pretty much. Drive by his house a billion times. Um, uh, there's a musician that now owns his house, Chris Butler. I imagine when he was uh, in the cafeteria for lunch, he would like. Did they? Was he? Was he especially happy when they served human leg or toe <laughs> or anything like that? Did he get? Did he get bullied in school at all? Was he uh, beaten up? I don't think he was beaten up. I don't think he had a lot of friends because he was so quiet and reserved. Mm -hmm. um, 
but um, one of one of the guys actually that he was really good friends with wrote a book about him and had uh, a mirror, um, another movie about it. John Bactor, he he also uh, wrote a book and had another movie directed it. All right, Kathleen. So Kathleen says, watch the Netflix thing. Um, she uh, knew him in high school. There you go, Kathleen yeah. from uh, Ohio. She was yammering away, and then she goes, oh, yeah, by the way, I went to high school with him. I'm like, what? That's, now, what do you know about that? Jennifer, you're on the air in Florida. Hey, Howard, it's Jennifer. I've spoken to you before from Florida. I just wanted to tell you, first off, I'm so sorry about Yoda. I know how much you love her, him, and it makes me so sad because I'm going through with my dog. But I will tell you, my dog's 19. And she's still getting up and eating and has a little bit of, you know, pep in her step. And Yoda's telling you at some point, I'm ready. You know, I was only going to get, what was it, three days or three weeks. And you got seven beautiful years with that amazing animal that filled your heart. I know all that. And thank you for saying it. It just sucks that I'm. I know, man. I just hate it. I know, Howard. I hate it. Too painful for me. I don't need all this pain. But you know what? Listen to me, babe. The last thing that that beautiful animal is going to look at is your face, who loves oh, her so much. Let me tell you something. You know, if I was a cat, I wouldn't want to go out looking at my face. I'd want to look at Beth's. I would. That's what I say. Yeah. Well, I can well, tell you that cat knows how much you loved her, loved him, and right. wants to go out looking at your face, because that's everything to that, that cat. You're everything to that cat. And you're gorgeous. So stop saying that shit, but... I just know it's going to be real hard for you in the next few days, and I wanted you to know how much I love you, and um, I'm feeling the same pain right now, bro. But but he is telling you, if he's not coming to you, he's not eating, and all that kind of stuff, he's telling you, man, we've had a good run, but please do what's right for me and show me how much you love me in the end. You know what I mean? All right. I hear you. You're moving me. Okay, Jennifer. Thanks. All right. You're welcome, Howard. I love you, man. Love you, too. That, uh, Thanks, brother. I mean, sister. Um, Jennifer's got some real balls. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've talked to her before. Sometimes she, she, yeah. her voice is very commanding, uh, if you know what I mean. But she's a sweet woman. Uh, thank you for that. I do uh, appreciate it. Uh, before we go, Robin, I did want to bring up a couple of things the fans wrote in about. I know you always say to me, what are the fans writing in? I want to um, know what people are thinking. A lot of people are very happy about this clip I was telling you about, and I want you to watch it, Robin. Jack Black and his band, Tenacious D. His band is, uh, you know, Kyle Gass, who's his partner. But uh, Jack Black recorded a special. I'm only saying this because I want the fans to see it. It's yeah. so good. He Jack Black does a Who medley exclusively for us. I played it for Beth last night. She hadn't seen it. She goes, oh, my God. I go, this is what I've been telling you about. You got to watch this. She could. She's watched it like 50 times. It's that good. Jack uh, Black and Kyle are doing songs from the, the musical or the album Tommy. And it's terrific to watch. The guy's a great performer. Uh, Howard, it's truly incredible that one of the funniest guys of all time also happens to be one of the greatest frontmen of all time. Every second of that Who medley was magic. Uh, Tenacious D is fantastic. Yes, it involves comedy, but it also carries the torch of rock and roll in a genuine way. Yeah, I, th- I feel that way, too. I was thrilled to hear you talk about Jack Black and Tenacious D. Hearing them jam out in your honor was truly a treat. And so it's up there on the app. 
uh, Tenacious D. Mm-hmm. And many in the audience like that I want to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by Jack Black. They think this is a good choice. Jack I can't Black. object. Object. No, you were right. Object. That's uh, that's slang <laughs> for object. Off? How did I leave a, too much Cardi B this morning? I'm leaving you know off what the ends is? of words. <laughs> you know what it is? You're exhausted. It's just a lot. I can't object. I do that. <laughs> Like, sometimes I abbreviate the word the, and I just go, (laughs) (laughs) Jack Black is a genius, Howard, with his blend of comedy and music. He'd be the perfect person to induct you in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Robin's been making many good arguments about me being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You should hear her. She was on fire the other day. Uh, It's not only on the air. I'm constantly adding to the evidence. And they better get a hold of me if they need this evidence. Robin has evidence of why I deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You should have heard her. She convinced me. I was like, okay. <laughs> Jack Black is a national treasure. I'd love to see him pay tribute to you at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's make it happen. Okay. Um, oh, and last night, Tenacious D's management reached out to us with this message from Jack. I'd be honored to induct Howard. So he's all set. Ah, very he's good. Ready. So we've got it all set up. Except the Rock and Roll Hall of to- yeah. Except the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has no clue as to what we're right. talking has about. Has not nominated you. Nothing. Uh, Howard, that was one badass version of Pinball Wizard. Oh, listen to the whole thing. I only played you a little piece of it. At the end, you know, I'll show you. At the end, he breaks into uh, listening to you. Uh, let me let me fast forward. I get the chills when I hear it. And, and Beth, too, she goes, I'm getting the chills. She goes, I want to go see their concert. I said, we got to go if we ever get out of this house again. Absolutely. Crazy. Um, that is one badass version of Pinball Wizard. The boys rocked it. Add this to the collection of brilliant covers done for the Stern Show. Uh, the talent of Jack Black is immeasurable. Really love this version of Pinball Wizard. The cadence, the delivery, all of it was masterfully done. Between the Beatles and the Who, Tenacious D should do a whole album of covers. Get them to do it for North Shore Animal League. Well, they do whatever they want. I'm a fan. I mean, I love it. I love it, Robin. I don't care well, what you, you say. Well, you know, it's, you have to have that level of musicianship to right. inject humor into your performance like that without like, you know, everything usually in parody of rock songs and so forth is like broad. This is like really it's I'm just smiling the whole time because yeah. it's like you just it's joyful. 
It's so fucking entertaining. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, we received also on another topic a lot of email about Andy Cohn uh, calling Cohen. Cohen. Uh, <laughs> called in to address his picture hanging in Jennifer Witz's office. A lot of fans weren't pleased with Andy, but uh, by the way, let me say this again. I I absolutely have no problem with Andy, uh, you know, and, and really no problem with Jennifer Witz. I just was taken aback by the fact that there was a picture of Andy Cohn over Jennifer Witz's show. Excuse who, me for one minute, please. Interrupting you. Oh, hi, William Shatner from Star Trek. So glad to oh. see you, Mr. Shatner. What can I do for you? I wanted to cover that incredible song by Tenacious D, you know, the, uh, the, the a pinball wizard. Well, Ever you're... since I was a young boy, I played the silver ball yeah. from Soho down to Brighton. Oh, I must have played them all. <laughs> wow. But I ain't seen nothing like him in any amusement <laughs> hall. Jesus. Deaf, dumb, and blind kid. Sure plays a mean pinball. <laughs> what? Can I ask a question, Mr. Shannon? How do you choose... When you deliver a song, in other words, you went deaf, dumb, and blind kid. Sure, it makes a, you know, in other words, you speed up right at the end. How do you make those decisions? Well, I'll give you an example. It, it, it really is, it, you know, it takes a lot of work, but it's all the lyrics. It's all there. You got to look at each word. Here, here's some more. He stands <laughs> like a statue. <laughs> You see how I hung on stand because it's important. If he's a statue, he's going to be standing tall. We got to have a little more emphasis on it. And it becomes a machine. Feeling <laughs> yeah, wow. all the bumpers. I, I, I go straight through that line because, you know, who cares about that line? Always <laughs> playing clean. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Can I try it's, a line? Give me a line and let me see if course. I do it right. Okay. What, what, what line okay. should I read? Well, we can start from the top of the, uh, the, right, the Pinball right, right, right. Wizard. You, you, yeah, go ahead. Let me think of a line from Pinball Wizard. You know, I'm not good with lyrics like you are. Ever uh, since I was a young... I can read it okay, fast okay, for you. Okay, you okay I'll do it. it. Yeah, yeah I got it. Okay. Ever since I was a young boy, <laughs> I played the silver... What is it? Ball. Ball. There we go. I love those Good. pregnant pauses. You're yeah. on your way. You know, I've got 50 years of experience, but you've got to learn to slow down, goddammit. I won't go all the way like you did. It's not bad, though. I like that you're coaching me. I would love to be able to sing like you. It's fabulous. Of course, and, you know, you're not only that. You, you should try again. Try it one more time. Just pace I yourself. Ever since I was a young boy. Not faster. I played the silver ball. There we go. All right. 
Look at you. You could sell a I sped thing. up at the end. I sped up at the end. Silver ball. Yes. yes. The silver ball. The silver, silver ball. ball. All right. Okay. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Shatner. I, I appreciate it. I feel like we're the new Simon and Garfunkel. I'd love to do a duet with you one time. Anytime. But just listen. Don't sabotage me. All right. I've got to let my son come out. There he is. All right. Anyway, uh, Andy Cohen, Robin, I was telling you what yes. the fan said. Um, uh, again, I want to make a statement. I'm not upset with Andy. He thinks I'm upset with him. Howard, no offense to Andy, but only one person can carry Sirius XM, and that person is you. There can only be one king of all media, and his name is Howard Stern. Howard, you went too easy on Andy. First he sat in your chair, now this. I know you guys are friends, but you have to show everyone who is the boss. Listen, I'm not the boss. I just work here. And again, I will explain. I was just shocked that at a meeting for Sirius XM that Andy's picture was there uh, over Jennifer's shoulder. I just was. That's all. That's it. I'm not mad at Jennifer Witz. Am I disappointed? Perhaps. Uh, am I mad at Robin for not walking out of the interview? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she didn't. She didn't say a word. I think I sound like William Shatner now after receiving his coaching. You're, yeah, you're yeah, taking yeah. these pauses and, <laughs> uh, and speeding up the end of your sentences. I'm not a fan of Andy Cohn, but I thought he was a little too arrogant today. Shame on Andy for not recognizing who really runs that place. There you go. <laughs> by the way, by the way, a lot of people complimented Jonathan Blitt yesterday. John Blitt came on the air, talked about losing Drew Barrymore dating game. Uh, we ended up a long show of discussing his pranks that he's played on his fellow staffers oh, and lots of fans. Staff. Oh my they God. loved it. The fake yeah. Pacino Romano show John Blitt and Steve Nowicki produced is fucking hilarious. I know J.D. was tortured by their antics, but his suffering makes for great <laughs> radio. You guys should have fake Pacino Romano do a bit with the real Pacino Romano for a Howard 101 special. Wouldn't we love that? Okay, um, let's all put that together now. Okay. Quickly. Robin, you, I, you, you, you make that happen. You're in show business. Uh, John and JD had me choking with laughter. I wish I could see the face of the waiter who was told JD was raped by sailors. What mad comedic genius thinks of a prank like that? Only Jonathan Blitt. So Blitt receiving lots of love lots from the audience. Lots of praise, huh? John Blitt is the absolute best. I could listen to him fuck with J.D. all day. We need more of his bits on the radio as soon as possible. Uh, Blitt can take me to St. Bart's anytime. He's handsome, weird, and I find him oddly appealing. I can see why Beth thinks he's attractive. And uh, this person loved the script that John Blitt wrote titled E.T.'s Back, The Decline of an American Family. <laughs> Howard, not only is Blitt a fantastic comedy writer, but he's also brilliant for casting J.D. as E.T. <laughs> I almost threw up from laughing uh, so hard. Um, I, I almost threw up from laughing so hard at hearing them read the script. Spielberg needs to reach out to Blitt immediately and get to work. Isn't that something? Yeah, you know, uh, Blit wrote this uh, script for Drew Barrymore, a sequel to E.T. It was uh, uh, 40 years, 40 some odd years later from the original E.T. E.T. comes back. And what was it? Gertie Drew Barrymore. had a bunch of tattoos and was a crack addict or something. Yeah. <laughs> and people were loving it. And I said to Blit, can you give, a I don't want him to give away his whole script because, I mean, I know he's trying to sell it in Hollywood, but I said, um, 
Um, I don't want to do you a disservice, but our fans would love to hear more of E.T.'s back. Do you have any other scenes that J.D. could be E.T.? And Right. So, he said he um, only has like 20 pages, so I don't know well, what he, that means. Well, I got a treat for you here at the end of the show. Uh-huh. Here I got a treat. This is another clip from uh, E.T. is back. The table read? <laughs> yeah. Um, here it is. Here's a uh, JD playing ET. I think Blit plays Gertie. It's a little scene, obviously. Uh-huh. Exterior Hollywood sign day. ET is sitting on the hood of his spaceship, ravenously eating Reese's pieces by the handful. Reese's pieces, good. Yum yum yum. <laughs> After a few moments, Gertie arrives. ET, oh my God, it, it really is you. Yes, Gertie, it is me. Gertie gives ET a big hug. I, I missed you so much. Uh, ET like hug. Where is Elliot? Oh. Elliot is dead. It's hard to talk about. He he wasn't a bad kid. He just started running with a dangerous crowd. Elliot, good boy. Until he joined Al-Qaeda. What is Al-Qaeda? It's a horrible terrorist organization, E.T. How he die? He was killed while trying to blow up the Staples Center. Makes me sick just thinking about it. Gertie fixes herself a hit of crack and smokes it. What's that? Oh, this? Oh, it's crack cocaine. It's amazing. Do you want to try it? Better than Reese's Pieces? Oh, oh yeah, it is. Yes, E.T. wants crack. Gertie fixes E.T. a hit of crack, and he takes a hit. Uh, E.T. like crack. E.T. want more crack. Gertie goes into her purse and discovers that she's run out of crack. Fuck. I'm out of fucking crack. Where we get more? E.T. want crack. Crack so good. Wow. What a scene. (laughs) By the way, how great. Applause for J.D. I think he sounds a little like Cookie Monster, but not bad. Wow. Yeah. What do you guys worry, JD? That you know, kids will see this movie and get addicted to crack. I was thinking about that. Well, listen, I don't want to give away too much or whatever. I, I don't think we. Uh, I don't think we. Let's <laughs> actually doing the writing. I, you know. Well, JD, you know, I, sh- I share pages with JD for you know. Some I give tips notes. Here and there. I give yeah, notes. Yeah, gives me some notes, but. Um, um, no, I don't. I don't think it's. It will, it, there might be some downfalls. You, you know, you gotta see. We'll see where it yeah, goes. Yeah, is this gonna yeah. be an X-rated uh, ED? No, no, no. no. R, R for sure, but um, hard R. Yeah, hard, yeah, hard R. But um, it is the decline of an American family, and I yeah. think it. Um, it's a true look at addiction. How many pages you got? So far, about twenty-five, twenty-three. I got 23. news for you. I'm kind of interested in seeing this thing. I'm right. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm writing it. The, the truth yeah. isn't pretty. Weekends. So the truth real, isn't pretty, but pretty. I, I love writing it. It's a joy. That's why I thank Drew for giving me inspiration because that's why I started writing this. Will you insist on JD playing ET? Because I love it. <laughs> Look, I think J. I would love to have JD in the suit, the ET suit. But in the uh, end, no. I mean, just the, the voice. He could do the yeah. voice. That, I yeah, want him in the suit also. No. <laughs> he needs to be in the suit and doing the voice. Uh, will you insist yeah. on Drew Barrymore being in it? I would love that. I think yeah. it would really sell the picture, but we'll, we'll see. I need to finish it first, and then you know we'll talk casting. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. Thanks for playing it. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's really fantastic. It. Thank you. I can't believe I'm... that you killed off Henry Thomas. He can't come back and be <laughs> well, E.T.'s friend. I'll tell you, there's a great flashback of yes. him actually going to do to blow up that and how he gets captured is great. <laughs> it's, it's an expensive scene. I didn't want to include it in this, but it is great. Wow. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he's not a good terrorist. J.D., do you think this is a good script, or do you think it's too out there? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, are we being serious? I think it's one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. And every, every day when he's texting me pages, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy thinking? Yeah, but can, I, can I tell you? I mean, in a weird way, it's very different than anything I've seen out there. I mean, I love the true. honesty there of it. There might be a reason for that, Howard. Uh, but, 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 you know, aren't we sick of the same shit over and over again? I mean, Gertie being a crackhead is like fucking awesome. I don't know. I love it. I do she love it. crack, though. She loves crack so much. And so does E.T. <laughs> yep. Uh, Katie, what do you think of this movie? In, uh, Mass Katie's from Massachusetts. Yes, Katie. Hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, listen, <laughs> bringing the fuck. You, you're an enemy of comedy. I got to tell you, Katie, you're bringing the fucking show way down. The energy level I is think excruciating. That it would be a hit. All right. uh, okay, Th thanks, Katie. <laughs> but never call in again, please. Yes, Julie, you're on the air in Colorado. Oh, are you kidding, Howard? First time, long time. Thank you. Um, I'm so uh, honored to speak with you, and I just wanted to tell you how much I have a crush on John Blitt. And, oh, thank uh, you. I think, I think everybody does. And, you know, I always get little crushes on the Stern staff. I mean, you always, Howard, I have a crush on you. But it was Mamet for a while, and then it was Shuley for a little bit. But it's John Blitt all the way now. Wow. <laughs> Blit, you're becoming hot. a sex symbol. You were smart oh, to yeah, get in please. on that Drew Barrymore dating game all of a totally. sudden. Right? The hot guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super hot. Let me tell you. JD, you give him the endorsement, right? You think girls should oh, go yeah. out with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I have a crush on Blit. <laughs> I have a crush on you, too, JD. So <laughs> you're... Would you blow Blit? <laughs> no, blow so <laughs> I'm in Julie, not you, Jamie. <laughs> oh, Jamie goes, I don't think I would. <laughs> well, I don't know what the hell's going the answer, on. <laughs> it wasn't a no. All right. Thank you, what Julie. What if I showed you uh, my penis, Jamie? No, Can you see. think about it? No. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, Jamie, you're you in do, trouble now. You do love Blit, don't you? You love hanging out with the guy. You're in love yeah, with him. Yeah, I mean, yes. As, as, uh, uh, as 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 crazy as he can be, he's also he's fun to hang out with and uh, a good guy. So, yeah, right, right. You know, now right. I'm looking at every picture over everybody's shoulder, and uh, JD has uh, John Hein. Oh yeah, John Hine. on yeah. his shoulder. Yep. <laughs> Who do you love more, Blit or Hein? I guess Hein. I, I I love Blit, but I John Hein's my uh, he's my he's, he's, he's my friend. So he's, he's your best yeah. friend. Yes, John Hein is your best friend. Yes. And you even have a framed picture of him. I mean, it's yeah, unbelievable. So all, Is it when we went to Comic Con together, uh we all had to get headshots, so we signed uh uh each other's headshot and his his says uh, I'm always watching, always. So and I had it framed. So Yeah. You know what my headshot says? My headshot <laughs> says, Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> all right, let me ask you this. Yes. Who do you love more? John Hine or Ronnie? You know what? Uh, I'm not doing this again. I, I, I hate, I'm not doing this. 
<laughs> I've already answered this question like 15,000 times. I'm not doing it. All right, it. right. I'll give you a new question then. Uh-huh. Ronnie or John Blitt? <sighs> I, I, I'll say Ronnie but <laughs> as he comes oh. on. Right. I will say like, I, I will say Ronnie, but my you know, asshole. Be honest now. I just said I, do, I am being honest. I'll say Ronnie. You know, I've been with him longer, and he's uh, he's definitely uh, uh, helped me out a lot and stuff. So uh, so Ronnie, but the, the, you so know, you, I love Blit too. <laughs> you you can't love. I'm saying, who do you love more, Ronnie or Blit? I, I you know what? I don't want to do this. No, come on, I'm not, I'm not, no, come on I'm for the done. show. I want to. I, I want to see. You've always said, been straight said, with me. You've always been straight. I said Ronnie. I already said Ronnie. All so right. All right. I'll but give you a hard one. True. It's not true that it's Ronnie, is it? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? He's no. fucking with me now. You're not in my head. <laughs> JD, is it true or do you really like John Blit better than Ronnie? Is John, you no, know, Ronnie's I, in Vegas I, I, now. No, He's away. No. No. I, no. No. I, no. I'm not, right. I'm not. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you something. <sighs> what do you love more, John Hine or Card Breaks? What brings you more John, pleasure? You know what, John Hank, it's fucking car breaks. Can, uh, I've actually right. haven't done Go ahead. I'll give you a hard one. Uh huh. Who do you like better, Sal or Richard? Oh, God. You know what? I don't want to do that. Come on. No, Got to no, choose no, no. one. Got to choose I, one. I will only say. <laughs> say it. Just say it. You know you have a name in there. Go ahead. Everyone does. Uh, Come on, JD. Yeah, I, 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 I will say Richard because we, I've been closer with Richard. Uh, All right, that's fair. All right, I'll I, give you a harder one. Too, yeah, Love you, no, 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 no. But Richard wins. Richard wins. Thank you. Thanks, JD. All right, buddy. Okay, here's a hard one. Now get ready. Uh huh. Will or Jason? Ooh, not, this is <laughs> this is not. I don't want to get into this. This is not. Come on, I, you gotta have a name. Gotta have a name. You just come, bring it right out and don't even give it. A, don't even explain it. And I, I <laughs> Will or Jason? Who's your favorite? You know what? I will say it, in the past it was Will, um, but over the past uh, like couple of years or so, uh, I'd say Jason. So right all now, right, fair is, enough. It is I admire that. I admire the way you say it, man. Good. Is it because Jason lost all that weight? He's hotter now. Isn't he? <laughs> no, no, it's uh, right. just I'm easier on the eyes. Talk. All right. More. Here's the toughest one of all. Uh huh. Robin or Fred? <laughs> well, only one person uh, threatened to stab me with the uh, pencils in my eyes or whatever. Um, Who did that? Uh, Robin. <laughs> oh, the, she did? The, the, yeah, during the film festival stuff. Oh, okay. Um, oh, it was competition, Howard. But, but, you know, oh, I, 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 I love them both. I actually have probably had more interact through the years, probably more, it was probably more for for work reasons, but interactions with Robin. So I will just, I will say Robin. Smart answer. <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, all right, now here's the hardest. <laughs> right. Here's the hardest one of all. You ready? Uh-huh. Your mom or your dad? <laughs> you oh, you. Come on. Goodbye. What do you mean goodbye? No, what do you mean no. goodbye? Who do no. you love more, your mom no, or your I dad? Don't no, I don't. Stop it. That's I got, I, listen, you know you could love one more than the other. No, I don't actually. Thank you. Of very course much. you do. Of no, course you do. No, I know I, I do. Oh, well, take a you. look, JD. You won't even consider it. Take I, a I look. No, I'm not taking a look. <laughs> I've taken enough looks. Watch, watch this. Love. John Blit. Who do you love more, your mom or your dad? My dad. Oh, okay. Good for you. I love both. JD. <laughs> Thank you. JD. 
Uh, Robin, who did you love more? <laughs> They're both deceased oh, now. Your mom or your dad? I wonder I mean, who. Uh, uh, go well, ahead. Well, I'd have to choose my mom. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Based on the history with your dad, I'd go with your mom, too. J.D., who do you love more, your mom or your dad? I don't want to get into like uh, thing fair of, enough. I hair. just like I just like seeing people. <laughs> Are they going to call JD? Give me yes, a break. Yes, they will. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Wow. Wow. All right. You were very honest. I admire you. <laughs> All right, ET. Uh, anyway, so there you go. And finally, in the uh, email, the fan mail. Uh, people were mentioning Gary the Conqueror and Wendy the Slow Adult. Sal reunited ah. Gary the Conqueror and Wendy the Slow Adult over Zoom, Robin, if you remember. The audience thought the interaction was great. Please get a drop of Gary screaming, lose my phone number, you bitch. <laughs> Robin was right. That was the funniest line of the whole show. Forget Romeo and Juliet. Gary and Wendy are the extra Chromeo and Dudiet we all needed. <laughs> so isn't that nice? All right. Well, there you go. Uh, don't forget this weekend. Hang out with Richard Christie with that big That's Halloween right. special, The Weekend of Horror. The Weekend of Horror. That's right. Scariest moments from the show and then Richard Christie's favorite Halloween special on Sunday, throwing Halloween parties with a live studio audience and fans. Um, uh, Monday, uh, tune in. I think the show might start a little bit later in the morning. Like, uh, let, let me put it to you this way. We usually start at 7 uh, because we're switching studios and stuff, might have to start at like eight, maybe a little earlier. If I get in there and we get everything straight now, seven thirty ish. Will somebody you know alert us as to no, what no, time it'll we're be a, working? No, it is a complete <laughs> surprise. Uh, just stand by, uh, but but and then we'll and we'll get to hear from Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Everyone's excited about that. Uh, I certainly am. And uh, that's it, Robin. Unless Did you, have you something- give him your your choices of songs or uh, are you leaving it up to Bruce? What's going on with that? Well, I felt like, you know what? Bruce is the genius, but he did ask me what some of my favorites of his are. And I gave him a list of uh, maybe seven songs, but I narrowed it down to two. And but I said to him, listen, who the hell am I? I said, if you have songs you want to do, I, I would appreciate that. So who mm-hmm. knows what we're where we're All going? Right. Just so even Robin, it'll be uh, maybe a surprise to you. Yeah, I, I should probably tell you this off the air, but just stay up all weekend, Robin. And when we pop That's back, what on, I, I was like, this is where they're going right. to leave me. So I have to yeah. be here uh, at seven anyway. You just sit there and wait for uh, the show to start <laughs> on Monday. Uh, all right, Robin. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. Thank you very much. Bye. Coming Monday, October 31st, the king of all media meets the boss. I'm super stoked that he's coming in. As we welcome Presidential Medal of Freedom winner, Oscar winner, 20-time Grammy-winning songwriter, and Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen coming on the show. I thought that was never going to happen. No, it's happening. And I'm so excited about it. Going to bring his guitar. Going to sit. We're going to talk. Gonna be very nice. Only on the Howard Stern Show. Tonight you 